Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Geek Vibes Nation has made the switch to Anchor. Let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more great podcast networks. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. All right. Welcome, Geek Vibes Nation, to an all-new, and this is a brand-new thing that we kind of came up with on the whim. Uh, we're doing our own version of Watch Party, but we're kind of doing an audiobook version of this for you. So what we're going to be doing is, while we are physically watching Suicide Squad, we will be breaking down scene by scene of this um, full two-hour and three-minute movie. Um, we will take small little breaks for you guys, where we tell you guys take a small little break. Uh, uh, you know, give yourself some some time, come right back to us. Um, but we're going to be breaking down the Suicide Squad. This is a movie that is loved by Tia. This is a movie that is somewhat yes. appreciated by me. And Jacoya seems to really love this movie also. Um, <laughs> so we will have a few coming in, joining the party, giving their social commentary of Suicide Squad. Um, but this is really fun. So first, I want to thank Tia and Jacoya for joining me. Um, like I said, we will have more people joining as we go. But I foolishly forgot to record the first go around. Um, so this is two. Um, so, so well. So this will be, again, like I said, our audio book of breaking down Suicide Squad. So let us begin. All right. So obviously the movie is uh, starting. And I was saying before how the color of the Warner Brothers Time Warner Company logo that shows at the beginning made me kind of feel like I was supposed to expect a lot of Joker and Harley uh, because that's obviously their color scheme. Uh, and it just didn't really pan out that way. <laughs> it did not pan out the way that I was. Yeah. Um, so obviously we see black. But I love this visual. No, it's like, a great visual. I know that you're doing my commentary, yeah. It, it's a great visual. And as I was saying before, you you know, when you weren't recording, I love <laughs> the music here, House of the Rising Sun. It's just a perfect setup. It really freaking is, you know, with the gritty, dirty type of song. And I mean, the, the, the freaking state of this place is abysmal. <laughs> no, that's for sure. And it, it, it was pretty cool seeing how physically fit Will Smith got for this. Okay. Uh, he yeah. definitely took <laughs> to, to make Floyd, you know, pretty realistic. We didn't get dad bod Will. We got, uh, we got Muhammad Ali, bad boy. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool to see. This <laughs> here is, is hilarious where uh, Will's brought food, and he's like, what is this? And he's like, it's loaf. <laughs> he's like... Like, that was it. Toenails and everything in there for you. Um, and I just loved it because it set up 
it set up something weird because this guy was supposed to be like the irritant of the prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just kind of didn't really matter <laughs> like halfway through the movie. Yeah, he wasn't that important. We obviously see Will Smith getting beaten up uh, as as punishment for his uh, disobedience, and then we see the scene that made beautiful all the girl, here. Girl. The scene that made all the fanboys in the theater that night I went just go crazy, and that's Margot <laughs> Robbie as Harley. This Quinn. made me so happy. The first time we're getting a live action Harley Quinn, and it's just like, yeah. I, uh, she's so she's so beautiful, she's so wonderful. It was just ah. Uh, she did yes. a great job at that. Like she literally mm-hmm. embodied that role, because it takes a it takes a switch off <laughs> to be able to do that. So she definitely did a great job. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I really love this. This was showing you how crazy she is. This was <laughs> how diabolical and how yeah. violent. Yes. And I was really excited by this. Oh, I love this line. I loved her using her sexuality to kind of freak him out a little bit to where it's like, why are you so crazy? You know? Uh-huh. Um, and like, he wasn't really biting, uh, but Harley has ways of getting what she wants. And you kind of somewhat. Well, and also. Go ahead. And also what I love about it is that it's also a commentary. Like not only is she making him uncomfortable with her in general sexuality, but you know, a lot of times like it, there's a perception that women don't have like, a choice in who they sleep with you know men will say oh well you know i'm gonna win her and she's like i sleep with who i want when i want mm-hmm. where i want you know and i'm like oh i love it so much admittedly then she gets freaking electrocuted but you know she made a statement <laughs> her here getting drugged out um th- this this kind of shows you like what kind of goes on here I-, I didn't understand that scene where she kind of just ran to the bar and kind of just like headbutted it it was just like, okay. No, her doing, like, gymnastics in her cell showed me how crazy she was. I didn't really mm-hmm. that part. Um, and then you get the scene that's my favorite of, out of this whole movie. And that is seeing... Oh, jeez, of course. Uh, that this legit is showing you that it's setting up right after BVS. Uh, you're seeing Amanda Waller, who, by the way, mm-hmm. David Ayer casting Viola Davis. What? Um, we see Remember Superman, because he's now Beautiful. the aftermath of BVS. We go to the funeral scene where they're remembering uh, all the lives that were lost, and of course, Superman, um, showing you that you have to, well, not you have to, but you should remember the events of it. Uh, and then we get the awesome visual of the title scene of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viola Davis, man. If this movie was just a little bit visually better, script was a little bit cleaner, I would legit say, like, this might be the best DC movie, uh, not counting Joker. Um, But I love this. First of all, (laughs) and this is going to sound really weird, I love how tight her fro is. Um, That, like, sound, like, really weird for me to bring up, but it's not easy to keep that thing uh, that tight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about froze, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, froze, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was cartoon ready. What's up, Dan? Dan is joining us for our live watch party of uh, Suicide Squad. Dan, we're a few minutes in because I forgot to re- uh, hit the record button before, <laughs> so you didn't miss much. Um, we are in the beginning sequence of Viola Davis stating why the Suicide Squad protocol has to happen. Beautiful shot. This shot right here 
is where I was like, all right, David Ayer might be a genius. <laughs> like, that's not easy to pull off. And that's straight out of the comics. Uh, Deadshot in that exact pose. Um, this scene here, I thought some of Will Smith's dialogue could have been cleaner and a bit more crisp. Uh, this is the one moment of the entire movie where it was like, it's Will Smith being Will Smith. And I didn't really like it. Um, you guys definitely chime in whenever you want. Dan, chime in whenever you want. Um, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, but I love this scene just because it's like the whole general of it where it's like he's making this sort of last minute deal with whomever to kill this witness who's going to obviously blow everything up. And it seems so like it's not going to happen. Within two seconds, the guy's freaking dead. I don't know. There's something about that. Maybe it's because I just watched Uncut Gems and there was an unexpected killing and shooting in that that I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> well, no. I, like, I like this scene as well because I think it kind of spoke to what his character was. It lets you know that he was about his money. Like, it wasn't about anything emotional. It wasn't about, you know, anybody, period, but, but himself. Like, this is my job. This is what I do. So either you're going to pay me what I want or, you know, it ain't gonna happen. So I think it kind of yeah. like showed to like his um to his talent of who he was, basically kind of show like this is the dude here, and you better pay him if you want this job done. Well, don't get me wrong, the visuals of it were perfect. I just didn't yeah. dialogue. That was my only issue was the dialogue. But one thing I have to give Will Smith credit for is when I heard he was cast as Deadshot, first thing I remember telling my friend Andrew was he better wear that mask. And Andrew was yes. like, Will Smith, he's not going to put the mask. You're in the mask. So when I saw him put the mask on, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Oh, man, I was so nervous. Um, but this scene right here was so touching, so beautiful. I give David Aaron and his writing crew a lot of props for this. Um, mm -hmm. You see this a lot. You see this a lot where either the child lives with the mother and the dad is uh, somewhat of a deadbeat. Um, or vice versa. And in this scenario here, you see how he just wants what's best for his daughter. Um, and she just wants what's best for him. Like, she's like, no, I get it. Mom sucks. But like, mm -hmm. I need you to not suck. You know? <laughs> so like, mm -hmm. um, I, I hated Will Smith's outfit here, if I'm being frank with you. But I love this. <laughs> yeah, I like this scene as well. It kind of showed, um, I mean, I think that this whole movie kind of show to the side of the like the heartstrings of a criminal and a lot of them again are just doing a job that they you know i was just cast to do this job but they have actual lives they have background stories they have hurt pains that they dealt with that got them to where they are so i, I like that scene because it showed his human side you know of who he was because he could have had bugged out he could have bugged out on batman then. yeah no and i'll, I'll say this Best scene of the entire movie, besides the Joker, the Joker-Harley origin uh, montage that we'll get into soon. Yeah. Uh, seeing Batman drop from the sky. Because uh, Ben Affleck's Joker. Yeah. I mean, Batman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was just in the theater like, yay! <laughs> um, but no, this, this, goes to, this goes to my frustration of why David Ayer didn't just make this a complete, almost shot-for-shot shot of Assault on Arkham, the animated movie, if you guys yeah. haven't watch it it's exactly what this movie should have been um and it just would have made more sense you had your sprinkle of batman it was the focus on the villains um and it somewhat had the same result their job was to uh kill riddler um but we get to harley quinn now i want to say this my favorite of the montage for this harley quinn 
is writing. It's not the actual scene. It's when uh, it's when it said, uh, "Killed Robin, help Joker kill Robin." When I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Kill, uh, not killing joke. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the actual story, but I'm like, "Oh my god!" They killed Robin already. Like now it makes sense seeing the mm-hmm. he's just looking at the shrine of Robin. Um, we know that it's already happened. Like they're not gonna flashback. It's just, it's done. Um, and I love this. I love <laughs> I love Joker saying, uh, "Can you give me a machine? give me a machine gun?" <laughs> she's like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do?" And I love this. I love seeing Joker's goons go crazy. Like David Ayer was creating such a beautiful world for Joker. Um, mm-hmm. and we see them strap Harley down. And he gives some of the best dialogue I've heard from Joker, like all the Jokers, period. Um, to where it's like, what are you going to do to me, Mr. J? You're going to kill me? And it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> um, like, I just, I love what Jared Leto do with this character. Um, he was doing a really, really, really good job. And now, like, it seems like he won't ever be back as Joker. And that's very unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Cause, yeah, he did that. Look at that shot right there. Oh, that's With the classic. I like that. That was so beautiful. As a, as someone who grew up loving Harley Quinn, loving like their whole kind of relationship, that scene to see them in the her in the classic. I didn't think we were gonna get that. No. I didn't think that that was ever gonna happen. That was beautiful. And I'm sorry. I love this scene right here where they're in the club and Common is there observing Harley and. I, to me, this just like speaks to their craziness. I know that this is a scene that isn't very liked by a lot of people, but to me, I did like it because I'm like, they would be the type of couple to try to seduce him and be like, no, 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 it's okay. But him thinking like, no, 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 I can't, you know. And they'll see it as a bad thing. <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. I'm going to point this out because this has not been spoken by anyone and I want to shed some light on it. One thing it looks like, I'm not saying this is factual, but it looks like is David Ayer's Joker. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he had no uh, addiction to Batman. His addiction was Harley. That's different than every incarnation of Joker uh, that we've read in comics and seen in the animated series because the Joker was obsessed with Batman. We even saw it from the Dark Knight. He was obsessed with him. This Joker looks more like if someone was able to put a bullet in Batman's head, he'd sleep so much better. Like, that's what this yeah. joke screams to me. And that's so different. It's just so different that his obsession is Harley. Look what he went through in this movie for Harley. So I'm like, the fact that Birds of Prey opened with like, oh, Joker broke up with Harley. What? He yeah, I, I can't believe that. that. <laughs> like, what do you mean? That's, that's insane. Um, but no, I love this. And apparently David Ayer said this scene was a lot longer. Uh, with uh, Tattoo Man, Joker, and Harley. So I am curious about what that longer cut would uh, would look like. Mm. But we obviously see Joker shoot Tattoo Man in the head. And then we see Purple Lamborghini, the hit song off the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joker and Harley in a Purple Lamborghini being chased down by my dad, Batman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, that's a beautiful visual. <laughs> the Batmobile chasing a purple Lamborghini. Like, that's just something you don't really see. Like, usually Joker's grabbing, like, a van or, like, a sedan or something. Like, a purple Lamborghini 
that Batman mm-hmm. could spot from like miles away. I loved it. Um, and then obviously, oh, I love how gaudy they were. Right? Yes. I loved it. I loved it to where Joker was they like, so, yeah. I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely. But then this also kind of plays on this scene um, where Batman dives in after Harley and obviously Joker has split. Bounce. Does, you know, it, it does speak to the Joker that we have seen where he really is just uh, self-serving and isn't going to go after his lady. Um, he's going to, you know, obviously try and get away himself. Yeah, that, I remember in the theater, we all were like, damn, Batman, you ain't had to punch her in the face. Nah, she needed that real quick. She wasn't going <laughs> to stop. I love I would have loved to have seen more of Ben and Margot Robbie. I love her kissing him because I remember that from the animated series. Right. You know? Now, I do have to say, I argue that a little bit, Tia. I don't think she kissed him. Hey, there's David Harbour. If you look at his mouth, his mouth was really weird for someone trying to perform mouth to mouth. It looked like he was trying to get a little kiss on with Harley a little bit. <laughs> well, it's, it's Ben Affleck, so, you know, he's awkward. Yes, he has been left Hey, Tia, watch your mouth about my dad. Watch your mouth about my dad. Oh, um, my I love it. Just because he's coming back to Snyder, but it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> this right here made the entire theater just, like, erupt. To see that the Flash actually mm-hmm. gallery, like this was so awesome. This was so awesome. Um, and to a huge shout out to your man David Harbor. Um, people forget he. I was- just said my my man David Harbor there. I know I see that all the time on Twitter. People are like discovering it. They're like David Harbor was in Suicide Squad. I'm like, why weren't you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy because you've always seen him with a mustache or a beard of some sort since Suicide Squad. Yeah. He looks better. He, he looks better with facial hair. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, thought yeah. <laughs> I thought Diablo was a very interesting character to, to bring about. Um, I really, really, really did like uh, the use of his powers and um, how he kind of just wanted to control mm-hmm. him. This right, yeah. Joel tells me every time I bring up Suicide Squad how much he loved how Killer Croc looked. He looks horrible to me. Oh, I hated it. I hated how they look. Could have looked way more like a monster. Uh, like that looks like it's it's a cost. Like that doesn't. And then Joel's like, "Well, what do you expect it to look like?" And I'm like, "Not real." Like I mean, you know, like make it look a little bit more. Exi- so you wanted it to be like more, uh, like like costumey, exaggerated, comically looking. Like, I'll give you an example. When you look at Sonic, right? Sonic has an uh, has an animated. Uh, like uh thing about him but like it still brings out the realness of what okay. would look like if he were like to exist in the real world that looks like a guy who just sat in the makeup I just wanted to look- i'm not gonna lie I just wanted to look bigger, bigger you know like he looks a scrawny dude like three killer crack is supposed to be massive and he wasn't massive and i don't like that I'm not going to lie. I just watched like Mario Brothers the other day and he did remind me of the Mario Brothers Turtles things that were there. Exactly. He looked like the dad. <laughs> like, he looked like the dad. Like, I, I, I didn't catch it before, but I watched it. I said, oh my God, that's what he looked That's exactly. So now I understand why. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I'm glad you said that. And then we get <laughs> um, the person that shouldn't have existed in this movie, and that's June Moon, a.k.a. Aww. Um, this was just, 
it was just so weird. Like very, very, very weird. I um but Cara Delevingne is definitely someone that you don't mind looking at. Uh, you know, so I guess it worked for that. Um but I mean this this is pretty weird. Like, how did you guys feel about her introduction here? I always like his um weird finding stuff in the the cave thing. I think they kind of I I've already told y'all before. I enjoy movies for what they are. As long as the storyline is moving along, then I'm okay with it. Um, I like how you know this this was this was her job, and basically they basically had to show us how she actually got the enchantress in her. So I think they did a decent job as far as introduction wise. I mean, we probably it wasn't the story we wanted. But um, introductory wise, I think they did a good yeah, job. Yeah, the intro is just fine. Yeah. We got to give some props to uh, not props, but a shout out for Tia's husband right here. Uh, oh, Tia, joking him in, my man. Yeah, uh, there was so much eye candy in this freaking movie. That was so great. Uh, <laughs> I know that I know that Joel Kinnaman does not get a lot of love, you know, and certainly he's done some things that are just like blah, but his Swedish stuff is great. And I think that if given the resources and the script, he can do better. So, but you know, as Joy says, this is just face value. So I wasn't going to go that deep into it, but I definitely, you know, and you know, I love Tom Hardy, but I'm glad Joel Kinnaman got this part and not just <laughs> Hardy. It would have been so weird seeing Tom Hardy in this position after, especially after seeing Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is some of the best dialogue of the movie where they're debating uh, inside the, the Pentagon. Um, what would happen if they got a bad version of Superman? What would we do? Um, and that's where Amanda... Which Waller, is fair. Which is very fair. Yeah. Um, Amanda Waller is now presenting her plan for Task Force X a.k.a. the Suicide Squad. Um, Now, I would say this. If I was sitting in that room and you were trying to sell me a guy who just makes ropes, I wouldn't really take you seriously. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't know. Um, And what's even crazier is um, the fact that regardless of her putting bombs in their necks and, you know, monitoring them, the fact that the Pentagon was like, all right, put some of the worst people ever onto the streets and we're just gonna hope that this goes well. And okay, um, and we'll figure it out in the wash. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's funny. No one ever talks about this, but if you read comics and watch like the cartoons, you guys notice how like the bad guy gets stopped and then like you read your next issue and it's like he's out of prison. What? Already. How did that oh, happen? Yeah, there was, it's a, it's there a was whole, whole new day. It's a whole new day. <laughs> there was... There was a whole great article exploring that and how, like, you know, about the Punisher and, like, why he works for in, you know, fictional and everything because of that very reason that doesn't work in real life. I love this scene, by the way. I love her having her hands on it and the freaking enchantress mm-hmm. and it spins. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. That was beautiful. But I will say that if I were in that room, I'd be like, who is this half-naked lady yeah, I wouldn't here? have been sitting why? down. Why does she have to be in a bra and underwear? I don't mean to go all feminist on this freaking podcast or anything, right? Because I know a lot of people shit on Margot Robbie's outfit. And I'm not talking anything about bad about David Ayer. You know I like David Ayer. But why does she have to be freaking half naked, okay? I'm just saying. That was her culture. 
I it was think... cultural. It was culturally, I guess. Uh, but doesn't she not? But doesn't she not look like this in the comics? They just like made it up. They're like she should just be in chainmail. She just should just be in yeah. chainmail. I will say one of the things. One of the myths of witches are they're supposed to be appealing to the male eye. Um, like they're supposed to lure you in. She with- looks like she got. Okay, but she got dipped in mud. What is appealing? <laughs> she looks like she got dipped in mud. She was like, from the. She was from the deep dark inside of the forest. All right. They found that. All right. It out. was. It was supposed to be towards her origin of where she came from. Tia, I need you Fair to ask that. Never ask that about men. We are dogs. There is nothing about her <laughs> that makes Carla Cara Delevingne uh, any less attractive. Um, the mud did nothing. To, to guys like everyone watching was like she looks good she looks good <laughs> so we see the mind fair, fair enough fair enough we see the mind games right here of um amanda waller obviously knowing that um rick flag is the heartstrings to enchantress or to mm-hmm. uh that's the way to kind of get her back in and that's a way to keeping rick flag in line we'll see that play out a little later um so obviously the the pentagon accepts her Suicide Squad slash uh, Task Force X program. So we see Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg uh, head off to, uh, they call it Black Gate. No, they call it Black something. It's really called Black Gate, but I think they call it something else in the movie. Um, But we see Amanda Waller show up and she looks at her first experiment in Harley Quinn. Um, And I will say the trailer, when it said, are you the devil? I was like, when I first saw it, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, man, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but because you know better, you knew what she yeah. meant. No, I, I did. I did. I did. But when she said it, I was just like, man, I don't like that at all. I used to a black woman just go, yo, you the devil? <laughs> what? She, she heard about her. I'm sure. She heard I, about her. I, I legit was watching that trailer like, I ain't gonna watch this movie, man. <laughs> but Viola Davis is a beautiful woman, but she can give that like death oh, stare. I'd be afraid too. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Viola Davis, I would not want to be in a dark room. She uh, told me to sit my ass down. I'm gonna sit my ass down. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, we see yeah. flag. We see here Rick Flag recruiting. Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Killer Croc. Uh, and then obviously we see uh, Amanda Waller in uh, Rick Flag in front of um, Diablo. Like, is that you? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to recruit him, but Diablo obviously wants a life of peace, wants to get away from being the uh, mm-hmm. the weapon the demon, right? Um, so this is really interesting. And can I say it is hilarious? They put him in a water tank. Um, like I, I, I <laughs> ever find that to be hilarious. Um, it's just like, how can we get this guy to relax when we need him to? <laughs> so much water. I'm dead. But no, I definitely like this. Um, I-, I thought Diablo was a pretty cool character in this movie. I, I didn't really have any issues. I liked him. I liked him. I liked, I liked this him. character mm-hmm. for who he was. And... Well, yeah. I liked how he seemed to be like pretty much like, quote unquote, the less bad out of everyone, even though we do find out what his origin story is later. It's like, he just, I don't know, it was, it was just an accident. You have, like, a person with, like, firepower. I feel like shit's going to happen. <laughs> but he Yeah, but you to have like, to remember, oh, his, his actual start story was he was a gangbanger and a drug dealer. So, technically, yeah. he wasn't that good, but 
he, what happened with, you know, what actually happened with his wife and the children is what kind of like gave him that pivot. You know what I'm saying? To realize like, yeah. you know, everything else don't matter. So that, that's the part that I like. But that yeah. he, he didn't mean to okay. do that part. He's like, I didn't even have control over this bad part. It was the, it was the other stuff that I was really yeah. doing, but this part I didn't have no control. This scene right here is very, right. very uh, important to Dead. It's one of the best scenes. One of the best scenes. Yes, <laughs> he, yo, he killed this part. I might actually have to, hold on. I might actually have to put volume on this because it's Yeah, just, we need, yeah, we're on that. We're on that. <laughs> we're on that. Stand up. I like this. Amanda ain't shit. I feed you. She don't even know her. <laughs> the shock on his face right now. He's like, oh, you guys are crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I love that mainly because it's like he kind of felt himself again. When when he's when he's around his guns, when he's doing uh -huh. right. That's where he's the most uh clear minded. Uh, can I Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Can I tell you that I, I, I'm not like a rap fan really? But when this, when I discovered this song, I was like, who does, who plays this song? I need to look it up on YouTube right now. Oh, yay. In my, in my, I like listen to this song on repeat sometimes in my yes. car because I just get in the mood. Like, I'm just like, all right, I need a blast. This used to be a morning wake up song for us. <laughs> the Kanye song from um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. What I loved here was, um, you were you were showing how deadly of a shot he is, and I love this right here is some of the best dialogue right here. Shook it. Um, where he's kind of going, I hope you heard everything that I wanted, and he's like, like who do you think you're talking to? He's like, I'm not talking to you. Talking to you. I'm talking to your, talking boss. To your boss. And he's pointing <laughs> to Amanda Waller. Like I love that. Um, I completely love that, and I loved how uh, Rick Flag was playing along with him. Oh, you want him out? He's out. Yeah, no, go ahead. What else? What else would you like? Like, I love, I love it. Harvard. I love it. He's like, he's like, at some white school. He was like, I'm not talking about, I was like, Ivy League. Like, you know, he's like, I'm thinking <laughs> he said, in trouble. And if she he's can't like, cut it, there's white people that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is so great. They were so good together, Joel Kahneman and Will Smith. They were so he good. He thought together. I was talking to you. Yeah, he said, I'm not talking to you. No, Aaron boy. I'm talking to your boss. I love that. I, I definitely love that. Um, it was a great back and forth. And I loved how Viola Davis was egging him on to shoot him. Go ahead, shoot him. Shoot him. You don't believe that. Um, and then this is where we see where Amanda Waller is cutthroat. She was making it very clear to Rick Flag, you can leave, but just know whatever I do to your girlfriend, you know, you're leaving her here to whatever I decide to do with her. Um, and then obviously, again, yeah. Pulling at the hard strings of Rick Flag, he decides to stay. Go ahead, Tim. I like how, uh, you know, with Rick Flag, he didn't question Viola, you know, in front of everyone because he's a good soldier. You know, he doesn't question, 
his, you know, uh, leader in front of other people, but he'll wait behind closed doors to speak to her one-on-one. Right. No, exactly. That's a great point, Tia. That's a really, really, really good point. Um, but I mean, I loved it. And I loved how Amanda Waller isn't afraid. Like she'll step to anybody. This right here, I freaking love. And I want to pause this so we don't keep going and move past it. I want to speak to what David Ayer said about the scene. And the scene that we're at for everyone listening is um, we're right after Amanda Waller laid down the law to Rick Flagg. And we see the Joker is depressed. He hasn't had his Harley fix in a long time. Uh, and he's starting to feel it. Now, this is what I love. Joker, obviously, we've seen in many carnations, has the permanent smile pretty much tattooed to his face. That's his face. Mm-hmm. David Ayers said um, he drew the smile on his face because since he lost Harley, he there was no happiness. There was no reason to smile. So he would have to force it by drawing the smile onto his face. That's what the the outline of a smile is that he has on his face. I love that. That to me is poetic because it's showing you you're someone that loves someone, but obviously does not know how to love them properly. So like gone, he's lost, you know, and Mm -hmm. albeit someone would say, well, if you didn't leave her, (laughs) maybe she could have, she could have escaped with you. And Joker would have said, fair enough. But in his mind, it would see him as being, you know, soft and stuff. Like, that's that's the that's the sickness of him, you know, exactly. the loving of somebody else, you know, and showing that kind of um, reverence for someone because he's the joker. You know, I'm, I'm the one that's supposed to be fair. You know, everybody, you know, fears me. I can't have no softness in me. And that's what she does to him, you know. Um, and it's like, okay, no, I can't care too much. I have to break this real quick. And then, you know, I'll come back to it later on. And I love this. I love how his bodyguard Frost is telling him, hey, um, they don't just go to where, they don't just go to Arkham anymore. They send them to this swamp in Louisiana. Like, you know, it's not that easy to get them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, what do you want to do? And Joker's just like elegantly. I love this. Around. I love that scene, by the way. He's like, like, how long did it take the Joker to freaking put all those knives in the circle? Like, that's not okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I love about the Joker. He's so uniquely different than all other Jokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I, I freaking love this. And we see here the guard that was torturing everybody at the beginning of the movie. Uh, yes, I love see, this. This is, what, this is what sold me on Jared Leto's Joker. This freaking yes. scene where he does that whole slow, that you know, you think he's going to be intimidating. And then he gets into his laugh and everything. Like, oh, this is what sold me on him. Like, I love the shit, that unpredictability on it. Yeah, and here we see uh, one of Joker's henchmen letting him know, hey, we'll kill you. We'll burn your house down. We'll kill your family. All of it will go down. (laughs) Like, Like, do what we need or else. So we see here he's being paid off by Frost, Joker's uh, right hand. Uh, And then we see Joker walk in like a boss massaging his shoulders blah 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 blah. all that chit chat's gonna get you killed yeah i love look how terrified he looks look how terrified that guy looks he's like oh fuck it's like what do you think was gonna happen like hey uh freaking harley isn't gonna eventually get in contact with her man and tell her how some loser's been freaking you know torturing her come on dude i want to pause it here i want to say this to you the reason why Suicide Squad is important to Birds of Prey is it provides context. If you notice how terrified he was 
just hearing Joker's voice before he even saw him. And then remember, the whole premise of Birds of Prey was once Joker broke up with Harley, he it was, was a he was fair game. Mm-hmm. And we saw yeah. even Black Mask was terrified of Joker. Like, he was terrified. He was like, nope, I want no parts of Joker. Harley could stab me in my throat and I'd forgive her because I want nothing to do with Joker. This, <laughs> this specific scene is setting up how terrifying Joker is within Gotham, just Gotham itself. Um, and him elegantly telling, uh, telling the guard, kiss my ring. Like, respect me and understand that if I decide you'll die here today. <laughs> like, that's how important this was to Birds of Prey because it provided context. Um, and then as Tia, uh, as Tia said before, he sits in his lap and he's just playing mind games here. It's just like, look, you're going to do what I need. <laughs> it's just like, you know, Joker isn't afraid to get into someone's personal space like that. You know, it doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman or whatever. And why is like Rick Flagg so angrily eating chicken right now? Like, yeah, so cool. angrily eating chicken. <laughs> That was completely weird. But I do like this. I do like that Enchantress has the ability to pop out of June Moon whenever she wants. Uh-huh. Like, legit whenever she wants. She could play mind games. Um, you know, we're seeing the history of when June uh, became Enchantress. Uh, obviously, it looked like she had to die before she could live again. Um I just I will say this, man. No one can speak bad about Joel Kinnaman's acting in this movie. Like this is this is convincing right here. Um, of him him just kind of being torn. Like, I love June, but like this is some freaky shit I gotta do. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Is it worth it? <laughs> every guy has had has had to make that that decision of like, eh, she might be a little crazy, but I think it might be worth it. Um, but I love. Well, we see we see the same opposite when it came to to um uh, to Harley before you know she actually became Harley, and you know what she was she was a a doctor. You know what I'm saying? And she went with the Joker. So we already seen how those bad decisions goes. Oh, it's sure. a two-way street, man. Like, you know, what women may have a hold on men, but men have, like, the, the stupid shit we do for guys. Like, okay. Oh. Uh, I'll say this, though, Tia. It's usually only one type of guy that has a hold on women, and it's usually the dirt. <laughs> like, night, you'll never see a girl that's like, this really nice guy, man, he's got this crazy hold on me. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's usually, like, the guy that's just, like, super douchey. With women, it doesn't matter – nice librarian criminal <laughs> doesn't matter it's just a whole different guy it's just completely different um but we obviously see uh enchantress taking a a innocent hostage and turning this innocent into her quote unquote brother um who we see him become this is a dislike yeah this was this was creepy yeah. kind of like where were you going <laughs> like where was this where was this going uh, and then we see June Moon pop back up in a hotel room with Rick Flagg, who is still confused on what the hell is happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the uh, the brother thing was when I kind of started in the movie going, what? Like, I, we were on a really good track with this whole Joker thing. She needed help. She needed help. She needed help. She didn't know where she was at. She needed help. 
No, I get why Enchantress did it, Jacoya. We're just saying it. All this here should have been Joker. Like, well, yeah, of course. More Joker. More Joker would have been nice here. Sprinkle some more in. Um, more purple. <laughs> so obviously, we see the person that Enchantress had um, pretty much like infiltrated their body, and we see him in cold sweat starting to become. Uh, I don't remember what her brother was called, and I can't even check my phone. Um, I don't remember what his name was uh, in this movie, but we see his, his transformation, uh, which was really weird. Like, a lot of the visuals of their powers were kind of weird. Um, it was it's more supernatural than witch. His name was the Incubus. The Incubus? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Jacoya. This is how you know that this... This is how you know this movie didn't take place in New York City because a guy just collapsing on the floor at first would not garner any and, sort of like, and nobody was looking. Yeah, it was like New <laughs> <laughs> York very much would have stepped. They're like, oh, it's Friday. Yeah, New yeah, York right? very much so stepped. Drunk. Up. <laughs> you know how many people I've seen puke like in the subway and everything, and I literally had someone like scream at me, "Look away! Look away!" And I'm like, I can't help it. You're vomiting like two feet away from me. <laughs> yeah, you kind of you look disaster in the eye. That's usually how that always works. Mm-hmm. But we see here the Pentagon is freaking out because of the outbreak happening in the uh, the subway. Um, that's really disgusting. Harley pulling a shiv uh, out of her her mouth that I assume she had swallowed. Um, and now it looks like um, because of what's happening here that the uh the Pentagon is executing they assemble the team. Yep, they're executing uh Task Force X. They're uh approving Amanda Waller. It's time. Yep. It's time for her to do it. It's time to happen. Look at Will. <laughs> He's ready to fight. He's ready to fight. Release the crowd. Oh man. This whole freaking movie, man. Like I will say, looking back on it, John, your, like, number one comment where you're like, oh, here's a supernatural being with the power to do this, this, and that. Let's get these guys who virtually none of them have any superpowers at all. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was very much weird. But we see here the very pivotal scene of them injecting the bombs into everyone's neck, starting Mm -hmm. off with Harley Quinn. Excuse me. Then comes uh, I don't know why I was gonna say bloodshot, deadshot. <laughs> Pretty smart. Different movie. Yeah, completely different movie. Um, I always thought that was really genius of um, the comic book writers when they created the Suicide Squad to do that. Because then you kind of go, how do you reel them back in if they if they go off the walls? And it's like, oh, don't worry about that. We got that. We'll blow their heads up. And it's like, oh yeah, no, that would work. That would. Work. <laughs> That brings perspective. Oh, I, love I love the guard. I love the guard telling Harley, "Tell Joker I did what he said, so he doesn't come." Let him know I did good. More scenes like this, Tia, is exactly why we've been screaming for. Like, if there is an air cut that has uh, all the Joker scenes that were cut, we want to see that. Like, that's the cut we really want to see. Um, because look at this. Look how cool he is. Oh. The trench coat. I hate people. I swear, I hate people who hate. Not, not, listen, you can dislike his Joker. That's fine. 
But I, I, I hate people who just hate Joker, like, in general, just for some sort of, like, weird type of reason. It's like, come on, look at this. You just... You just hate bad guys, I guess. But me, I love bad guys. So give me all of it. I love this. And I, it's just something so elegant about his cane um, and how he rests on it. I, I, mm-hmm. I freaking love it. And I love how he's injecting it. And he's like, you'll find me a way to get this out or to stop. Okay. Because you have to stop your head from blowing up. Um, and obviously we see, you said Incubus, right, uh, Jacoya? What happened? His name was Incubus or Incubus? Yes, Incubus. It's the Incubus, they say. Okay. Uh, so we see him wreaking havoc all over the subway. And we see um, Rick Flagg trying to weaponize June uh, to get Enchantress to kind of... Okay, but... Go ahead, Tia. This, this scene, this scene that was so stupid. Okay, why would you think that you can trust the Enchantress? They're like, here you go. Let me give you exactly what you need to do to wreak havoc on everyone. It's like, to me, this scene was a little, like, looking back on it, I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know if but I can say that on this, I'm sorry. <laughs> has he ever seen, like, what she can actually do? I don't even recall. I think maybe he felt like he had a, a close enough connection to June that she wouldn't, you know, that he was able to actually talk to her. June, I think June already told him that she can't control it. Right, and we see here, yeah. here Enchantress goes off the rails, so Walla tries to stab her heart uh, to death, but Enchantress goes to her brother for her brother to give her the power she needs to overcome uh, that heart that Amanda Waller has over her. Uh, and it works. Uh, she completely turned into female Loki. <laughs> That's what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You think that outfit's all CGI and looks CGI? Oh, yeah, it completely does, for sure. Um, but this was just really weird because it's like, all right, I'm about to see a, a lady who holds a bat face this. Okay. Um, that, that. <laughs> um, but I will say one of my favorite rumors about Suicide Squad before it came out was that Scott Eastwood was actually playing Agent Dick Grayson. So in the comics, Dick Grayson um, faked his death and became like an agent and was hunting down mm-hmm. certain villains and stuff. Uh, you know, below. So a lot of people were like, yo, Scott Eastwood is like Dick Grayson. And I was like, yo, I love that. I love that. Um, and then like you, the movie. I comes- forgot that Scott Eastwood was the best. Not that I can be. Who? Oh, Scott Eastwood? Yeah. I said, I forgot that Scott Eastwood was in this. I'm like, another eye candy. Yeah, no, for sure. So we see here, obviously, like we just introduced him, Scott Eastwood with Rick Flagg, kind of saying, I, this plan sounds crazy, man. <laughs> like, like these are the dangerous and dangerous. Um, and we see Killer Croc and the whole team getting ready to to suit up. Um, this oh, was <laughs> this was hilarious seeing um <laughs> Captain Boomerang kind of just jump out of his his uh sack and punch someone in the face. Uh, I love this where like Carly's like, "Nice to meet you," and she's like, "Wait." I should kill everyone and escape? Oh, sorry. Morris is in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely love that. Mainly Isn't this where we meet? Uh... Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, is this where we meet uh, Captain Rope? <laughs> uh, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we do. We do. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, Boomerang's great right here. Hot jinx someone. He's ready. He's Australian. He's ready to fight 24-7. Oh, 100%. Always. All day. <laughs> so we see that he's ready to go. Um, and we see them calming him down. Like, dude, relax. Relax. Um, so I, I love that. And then obviously here we see uh, everyone just punching someone in the face. <laughs> he had to punch the girl. I, I have to point that out. He had to punch the girl. They no one are, else. He had to punch the girl. They are all getting punched in the face. I love it. Um, <laughs> so we see right here everyone getting the whole speech of uh, you fail to do it, I say you die. Uh, you run, you die. You, <laughs> you talk wrong, you die. <laughs> Rick Flag giving his infamous uh, speech. Um, and Harley being Harley. <laughs> doesn't doesn't that shot right now go as far as uh, motivation? That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Word. And then uh, we see Amanda Waller come on screen, and then he goes, that was way better. Like, she did it okay. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was out. Yeah, that's your shit. I love this. I love seeing them all kind of get suited up, because uh, it's kind of just like, this This looks so good. This looks so good. Harley. Yeah, I love them, like, all happy, like, getting all their stuff back, like, I love how customized everybody's weapons are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And the killer croc goes with a hoodie. <laughs> I love he the, is the weapon. He is the weapon. I love the pudding belt. And then we see, obviously, here Captain Boomerang with his unicorn. Okay, but didn't that feel eerily, eerily similar to, like, Deadpool? Like, I don't know. I forgot which one. That is true. First, but they're like, right? <laughs> you know what's weird? People, uh, big grown men with pink uniforms. Oh, in the first season of Alter Carbon, Takeshi Kovacs had a book bag with a... Yes, Takashi! Yeah! <laughs> he had the pink book bag. Yes. Yeah, what's up with these men in their freaking pink uniforms? That and then next, funny. you know, Joanne's Ju- going to be coming out with some pink unicorn. You know, <laughs> oh, shit. It'll never happen. I have limits. <laughs> this bothered me, and me and Joelle had numerous arguments about this. I don't like how small her mallet is. Um, like, it didn't have to be comic, yeah. comically big, but it had to be bigger than that. Um, like, if you're coming at me with that, even if you're Harley Quinn, I'm not really afraid of that. Like, it's so small. Like, yes, can it still kill me? Sure. But the whole allure to Harley's mallet was that it was huge. And she was lugging this thing around. And I'm like, I wanted to see that. Uh, and we see here Amanda Wall. I know that we... Go ahead. I know that we we went past it, but I just love how trashy Harley is when Diablo's, like, with his powers. And she's like, can you light a lady's cigarette with that? Because that'd be super classy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love that shit. Um, I also love Deadshot. If you read his neck uh, on the shirt that he's wearing, the the collar, uh, the collar mm-hmm. that he has, 
says, it says, I am the light, I am the way. Mm. I thought that was pretty deep for somebody that kills people. <laughs> he is Sorry, the way. No life or death he's, for him. He's the way to death. Yeah, life <laughs> or death for him. <laughs> I am the light, the way. Yeah, yep. I am the light, the way. That, that's what it says specifically. Um, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, that right there was the worst. The, the worst. We're the Suicide Squad. Seen. So what are we? The Suicide Squad. It's like, come no, on. This I hate. I'm sorry. This it's scene I hate. This is Katana. She kills people. Yeah. Allow my wife some respect. G give give her a second. Okay. Let her. Oh my gosh. I'm not shitting on her. I'm just shitting on a her involvement in this and b. Like, intro was trash. Her intro is so trash. No, I'm not letting y'all do that to my wife. Nope. Oh, Dwight. I remember it was so crazy on our Facebook page when this came out. Everyone was just drooling over uh, Harley Quinn. And, like, I was the one renegade that came out and was like, I actually prefer Katana. And everyone was like, what are you, crazy? And I'm like, I prefer Katana. What do you want from me? Um, I, I just, I, I love this because... If you guys watch Arrow, um, around when this came out, I think either a season before or the same season, we saw Arrow introduce uh, Katana. Um, so you kind of had a, a look at what Katana kind of kind of looks like, feels like her story a little bit, and then you got to see her on the big screen, which is pretty dope. Um, all right, we see Mr. J texting Harley, letting her know I'm coming for you. How how romantic is that? She's like good this. She's like, this party's boring anyway. Please save me. <laughs> okay. And I love how Deadshot looks over and he's like, so Joker's coming, huh? <laughs> and she's like, shh, tell no one. And it's kind of like, all right, yeah, sure. Um, like, yeah, your boyfriend's coming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> your boyfriend's crazy, Harley. Like, he's going to cause problems. Uh, awkward. That but, awkward moment when to your uh, when that awkward moment when you're with your boyfriend, your other boyfriend, your other murder boyfriend wants to come and pick you up. <laughs> it's like no, sorry, I can't come with you. I'm with my other murderer's boyfriend right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm telling you, like Will Smith and Margot Robbie had really good chemistry in this movie. They did. Honestly, they really I did. That, I thought that Tia. But then I saw the other movie that they were in, and I legit thought, because that was right around when they were saying Will and Jada had problems, and I'm like, oh, he's definitely sleeping with Margot Robbie. Like, oh, if, my gosh. If you, got, you guys know what movie I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. You guys know what movie yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their chemistry was so more on, uh, on fire than it was here in, in, in Suicide Squad. I was kind of like, they're, like, thinking on the same, like, wavelength. And then, like, if you watch all their interviews together, it was like... Nah, y'all sleeping together. <laughs> like, nah, come on now. Um, but obviously we see the uh their uh Brangelina. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought was gonna happen to you. I got nervous. Um uh, we see that helicopter <laughs> and um we see the team Yeah, that was funny. We see Amanda Waller was was uh terrified. She thought they died in the helicopter crash. Uh-huh. She thought her plan was coming to a halt. For all such disasters. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I got to pause this for a second. All right, hold on. Okay. So we're going to obviously get to it hold when, on, hold on, when the hold scene on. arrives. We'll actually get to it. But 
Remember how, like, at the end, when Amanda Waller was kind of, like, exposing how she knew Bruce Wayne was Batman? You know what was always mm-hmm. interesting to me? Why Amanda Waller didn't call mm-hmm. Batman to say, hey, can you save the city? Why would you put these criminals because, on the street? Because this is a contract for money for her. Batman. You can't risk Batman. You already, you know, you lost Superman. You can't risk Batman against these crazy, like, sorcerers and shit. It's like, who cares if Harley Quinn or Deadshot or Diablo dies, you know? It's like in any war, right? You have the first line of defense, and if they don't work out, you know, they're the cannon fodder for that. And then the, you know, and then the, I don't know the rank, so I'm not going to claim it. But, you know, you always send, like, you send, like, the little ones first, and then, you know, you got the big head honchos in the back. That's fair. I just, I seen it as she didn't really care about anything. For her, that was an option for her to have a one-up. Like, granted, if it worked out, you know what I'm saying, if it, if it worked out for her, this is a contract that she was getting, this is money that was going into her pocket, I don't think she cared about anybody but herself. And for her, in her mind, this was going to work. This is going to work. This is going to be X, Y, and Z, because we need to have these other people here to to match these other energies that we have going on out here. And I don't think she even thought about Batman. Her thing was like, we need an answer to these other things here. And I got the answer and it's going to pay out for me if this work out. I think that's just how her, her, her personality is. Go ahead, Tia. Did you guys not think that Boomerang was testing in this moment? Like, he didn't really know if the neck thing was real or not, but he wanted to talk it up with this other dude so much to test it. So it's like, all right, if it is real and this dude's head does get blown off, then at least my head doesn't get blown off. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was trying to figure that out, but he wasn't going to do it for himself. He wasn't going to do it for himself. He was definitely playing possum. He was curious. Like, is this real? Let's try it out on the guy that doesn't really matter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> huge shout out, huge shouts out to my wife Karen Fukuhara, uh Carter, uh as Katana right there, putting the blade on uh Captain Boomerang's neck. You know, gotta give her a shout out. Oh um, my gosh. But I love this I love this pissing contest between Deadshot and Rick Flag. Where it's like it clearly Deadshot is the leader and clearly no one cares about what Rick Flag has to say. At all. <laughs> And especially no, yeah, the part where he actually no showed the part where he actually showed like how how hard his piss was when he had to take over. That yeah, the scene we about to get into. Yeah. And I love this yeah. here. I love this plot between Harley and, and um Deadshot to where it's kinda like, hey, we might have to kill this guy. <laughs> and Harley's like, Yeah, maybe, but I got a way out at some point. Like my Joker's coming for me. Yeah, he's like, yeah, because your boyfriend's really coming. Because so she, she ain't think nobody really knew. Bang him so badly in that moment. Oh, for sure, for sure, Tia, for sure. And here we're seeing the wreckage of Enchantress and her brother over the city, um, and we see the uh, the them trying to close in on the last. Those known- things. Uh, no, the things just pop out. I think they were just trying to close in on the last known location, and the Enchantress sent her her little mini goons. Which is weird that bullets worked on them. I was like, ah, that's really uh, fortunate that bullets worked on them, on magic. Um, but it was... I, it was a headshot. It was headshots you, only. Let me tell you, when Deadshot shines right here, I was like... That's what I'm saying! I was like, Will Smith might have to get, like, a solo movie. Like, that's how much I'm kind of like, I'm really digging this Deadshot right now. Doesn't this kind of remind you 
Doesn't this kind of remind you of the scene in the first Avengers where no one wanted to listen to Cap at first and then all he had to do was kick all those people like Chitari ass and then suddenly the cops the in offices? New York City were like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We need a banner yeah, here I, on this corner here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, Tia, because what people forget is Stark was 100% the guy that everyone listened to in that movie. And then like the next Avengers, it was like, oh, everyone's listening to Cap now. All right, whatever. He, he was he was the captain. Yeah, yeah I mean, Stark was like, <laughs> he, he knew how to make the plays. Stark even made a joke to you. Stark goes, "Oh no, I'm not the boss." Yeah, it's Ultron. I just pay for yeah. everything. Like I just pay for everything. He's. The I boss. just pay for everything. <laughs> I love that. But right here, we see them starting to. Uh, we see Enchantress just using her magic to to uh, blend in with humans and form these monsters. Uh, and then another shot of my wife Katana. I love Deadshot's gun right here. Um, I love the precision. I love the scope. Um, and it's, it's such a quick trigger. Um, and then we see Captain Boomerang like. Ah! Ah! Captain Boomerang. <laughs> oh, jeez, I love that. I love him. I love him. Uh, all of these bullets oh, going away. That is he true. Wasting all the bullets. Thing, that's such a movie thing where they're like, "Oh, let's uh, let's just waste a shit ton of ammo." There's endless ammo. Jeez. Yeah, no, I, I definitely saw a Jean Claude Van Damme movie where he was shooting. He it was a shootout, and he he didn't reload his gun <laughs> once. I was like, "All right, I gotta turn this." <laughs> I was like, "All right, hold on." The gun this battle is not Street Fighter. It's not yeah, a cartoon. the gun battle went like thirty minutes, and he didn't reload once. But uh, we see the. Uh, we see our hero, our anti-heroes kicking butt, and then we see Captain Boomerang has to drinking battle, which is pretty dope to see what he could do, see what his boomerangs could do. I would have liked it if they made his boomerangs a little bit more tech-based, uh, to where it could do more than an actual like boomerang. Uh, in the comics, some of his boomerangs mm -hmm. were bombs, some of them were, uh, you know. Like blade, like or something. They had like blades on them or shootout. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, some of them were different. And then we see Deadshot ready to shine. I love this moment. Him and Harley were kind of like, you could let him die. And then he's like, no, I can't. I'm a man of honor. I can't. I can't let it happen. Mm -hmm. And then he reminds Harley, hey, if he dies, I know Harley. Yeah, I was gonna say Harley's so mad at that point because she's like, "Oh, okay, good. she you was know? ready to Can go." I, they got me for that. <laughs> she was ready. I just love this Harley. Like, not that I dislike Birds of Prey Harley because I like that Harley too, but I don't know. I grew up where Harley was the quote-unquote bad guy. I don't need to see her good. I don't need to yeah. see that. I want her to be kind of evil. I that that is who she is. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was she was certifiable in this movie for sure. You think uh, it was evil, or uh, do you think it was so. like survival in the sense of her character, like overall? It was evil. Yeah, I, evil. I, I maybe not necessarily evil, but definitely like devious. Devious. Yeah, I feel well, like yeah, would be the she was word. devious and cunning. No, it was definitely yeah. evil. She knew. <laughs> knew that if Rick Flag died, there was nothing stopping Amanda Waller from just deeming this as uh, a failed, a failed op and just killing everybody. And it's mm -hmm. like, all right. And look, I know we just pointed this out. I want to point it out again. I didn't see Deadshot reload not once in that entire. No. Nope. <laughs> like, no. And like, those are and those are his. Those are his own special guns that he. Right. 
This is mine. Apparently, they got unlimited clips. Like it's just we we just last long. We're just like a thousand million bullets are in here. Um, but obviously, uh, we see right here Captain Boomerang calling out Diablo for not helping. Um, <laughs> which is hilarious. He like I ain't asked to be here. <laughs> I didn't want to be. I love this with a lighter. He's like, oh. I love this with, with, with the lighter. He's like, oh, look, fire. <laughs> you know what I always thought was funny? Yeah. Technically, and I know we're mm-hmm. talking about a superhero movie here, but technically, Diablo's flames could burn out and short circuit that bomb in his neck. I don't know why he never thought of that. Mm. Oh, Diablo. See, it's, it's so funny that actor looks nothing like, like, nothing like his character with all that tattoos. I was kind of disappointed. I wanted him to like actually have the tattoos in real life. Oh my god! A little bit. <laughs> um, I love this. I here. like the tattoos. I it. love that. Uh, I love that. His uh, Rick Flag's team is just like this is crazy, man. What What the hell did you get us into? Okay. Y'all yeah, ain't tell us nothing. Yeah, he's like, man, you told us we, this was like a we we had to stop somebody. You ain't tell me it's witches and stuff. <laughs> We used to drop it in the middle of Afghanistan, not drop it in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah, like, All right, BRB. I hope I make it back before they go catch this lady. All right. Um, we see here uh, Enchantress and her brother forming their army. Um, and they got a lot of <laughs> She got a lot of people. Doing this weird-ass dances. Yeah, it, this was just weird because I'm like, the movements didn't have to happen to showcase that she's using her power. Um, so it was just really weird to see her like, want, what is this? Yeah, go ahead. Did you ever sit there and think what it was like, like for them to transform? I don't know why. Every time I watch this, I'm like, that's horrible. I'm like, you just went from a person to having this like mush as a head and just like, it looks like you're steaming at some point. I'm like, that is terrible. That is that's a person there. That's horrible. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, that's actually hilarious. Um, we see here two mirroring moments. Harley being typical Harley, stealing a purse from a store uh, and all this chaos. Mm-hmm. And we see Deadshot walking past mannequins that reminded him of what he fights so hard for, which is to get back to his daughter. Um, so I thought those were very important. Yeah. Um, and we see right here Rick Flag reminding everyone of what the mission is and where they need to head to. Uh, and they're heading to this federal building. Uh, this scene right here was kind of like the mind, like the mind effort, because I was just like, this is so weird. Because um, they're now being told it's a rescue mission, uh, that they're not stopping Enchantress. It's a rescue mission. They're looking to save someone uh, to make sure they get out of uh, the area safely. Um, and I love how Deadshot's just like, no, I'm going to go right in. I'm going to go right in. I'm going to yeah. see what's going on in here. He's like, He's like, screw you, Flag. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And that's why I said Deadshot was 100% the leader. <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. I don't, think anyone argue, I don't think anyone argues with you with that. I feel like the only person who thought that Flag was in charge was probably Flag. And I feel like at some points he, he might have had doubts as well. Yeah. No, if he didn't, he should have. Because um, he was not in charge. Not at all. <laughs> We see Harley. Uh, I love Harley there. <laughs> and the team realizing we Say got. Bye, bitches. 
I love I love that text. I'm what so close. And we see Harley taking I it. love this. Her going one on one. Yeah. No, talk more about it, Tia. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I just love this because it's like I feel like, you know, maybe if you weren't as big of a Harley fan or whatever, whatever, it's like you would sit there like, Oh, well, what can she really do? It's like, you know, in her backstory, she's an expert gymnast, you know, and we see her having these very fluid moments that you know like she has this back spin and everything is that she is physically like you know there and everything and it's like i don't know she does it all in heels i i don't know i freaking love it um and i just love how she just kind of she's on her own wavelength you know like everyone else is somewhere and she is just like in another freaking place mm-hmm. beats her own drum i love it i love it uh, so we see the team making their way to uh, the person they're looking to to rescue, um, and this is where I kind of thought like the writer. I don't know who was writing here, but this is bad. Um, we see them realizing that the building is somewhat being overrun, uh, and they got to take some people out to get to where they need to go. This is my favorite part: putting on the mask. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Deadshot is one of my favorite DC characters of all time. And Will Smith just made him so much cooler. And we see them get surrounded by... Uh, yeah. The, I call them the clay putties. That's what I call them. That's what they look like. The little clay putties from Morton. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I thought this was a great scene. Them all kind of just like working, you know, together to go up against the clay putties. Um Deadshot just looks so good in this mask right here. I really liked it, um, and I wish that he had he had worn it for a little more out there. Was your girl Kara Fukuhara? Um, mm-hmm. This is just this is just great. Look at that spin that freaking Harley's doing. I mean, again, I just love that shit. Um, and yeah, we got to point this out. I'm gonna play it. We gotta we gotta point this out. No, I thought that was the part where they were playing ballroom race, but I think that was just in the trailer. I don't think that was in the actual movie. Oh, uh-huh. uh, there. Uh, I, I just love the whole like um, freaking back and forth with say like Diablo, like how he's always trying to like wonder if he should use his powers again, and it's like finally it comes out, and his dead shot is the person to get it out of him. Mm-hmm. The leader. The leader, yeah, the leader. He's the one to give the inspiring speech. Fly couldn't give that type of speech. <laughs> He's giving it right now. We see him telling him, hey, you've been absent this whole fight. It's time to nut up or shut up. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, <laughs> but that's essentially what he told yeah. him. Uh, and then we see him get angry. And you want to so see something? They, they they are having a pretty childish argument. He's like, I'm touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm touching you. I'm not. T-. It's like you are grown men, right? <laughs> I last time I checked. <laughs> it worked. And they didn't even and they didn't even know what he could actually do. So that was strictly for everybody. They were like, you had all yeah, that all this that time. That shit was beautiful. All this was time you was holding oh, it. Oh, that's that that's like Okoye in uh freaking Infinity War when Wanda comes out and she's like, why would you get oh, yeah. this all the time? time? <laughs> Like, oh god, this guy has power this entire time. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, this lead up this lead up scene to where they're actually going, um, 
mm-hmm. I kind of like I, I kind of enjoy like the the journey that they went on where they like actually felt like they had purpose and they were actually trying to do something for good in a sense and then when they actually realized what they were there for and that purpose kind of went out of them um yeah it was kind of I, I didn't like that <laughs> Yeah, not the best writing. Not the best writing at all. But this right here was classic. This is classic. I'll let you and Tia, I'll let you and Tia narrate this uh this scene right here. So this is where I realized I had problems <laughs> because this was like, oh, oh my god, he's so sexy here. <laughs> like, <laughs> he really so, was, yeah, basically so I, yeah. yeah, he basically was like, I you know. Love- uh, yeah, this was this was everything for me. I can't even talk about it. I just want to watch. <laughs> but this is the no, scene between you know. Yeah. Oh yes. He basically this is the part when she's trying to prove herself. You know that you know I'm worth it. You know I love you and I'll be here. And he's like, you know, he like, girl, you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. He was trying to fight it. Well, but he couldn't. Well, well, what I love here is, you know, she's like, "I would die for you," and he's like, "Yeah, but would you like, no, live for me?" Because that's live for me. That is that. That's that's such a cliche thing. That line Mm -hmm. had me melting in my seat. I was like, I was done. My whole body went limp. My whole and then this part here, when he pushed her, when she he pushed her off, in his mind he was having that that weird. I'm going through like feelings mm-hmm. feels and he had to fight and he came back and he was like oh man like it's it's you that's my weakness like he, like he kind of realized like it was her like she was his weakness this is the part where he realized it and, and i need a and the joker knows <laughs> yeah and the joker is. knows that it's like he can't have a weakness but it's like he can't help it but the thing is that mm-hmm. right, i'll admit to you guys that i don't like i love this scene in the movie but I'm not the biggest fan of this new 52 um, acid thing for Harley. I'm <laughs> much more of a, I'm much more of a fan of the classic where it's like she just became crazy because her love made her so maniacal. But again, I love the scene in the movie, and especially now when she asks pretty much, you know, she gets she's having flashbacks, and there's that scene where it's like she kind of like knows how messed up her attraction to Joker is and she asks you know Deadshot have you ever been in love because it's like only someone who has been in love truly knows that like you'll do some crazy shit for them yeah no for sure um and then we get back she snaps out of it Deadshot says let's go um we see the team right outside of where they uh where they need to be to rescue whoever they're looking for uh and this is where we start to see who they are rescuing. And this is when I kind of was just like, you're losing me, David. You're, you're losing me here. Yeah, that, uh, was, that, was, that was disrespectful. Yeah, for so many reasons, it was disrespectful. I uh, said, this bit. Oh. So we obviously oh. see here, uh, Rick Flagg led the team to rescuing none other than Amanda Waller herself. Uh, but this is like, okay, I know that this whole plot was shoddy, but this was one of my favorite scenes in the freaking movie. She just shoots everyone. 
she just shoots every single one of her freaking workers there. And it's like, that just goes to show how ruthless Amanda Waller is. I mean, I was like, oh my God, all these poor people. I honestly didn't mind this scene. Like, my, I, I actually, the fact that it actually happened, like, it had me like, oh, sure. Like, all this time, he's sitting there talking to her, and it was her all along that she needed help mm-hmm. to get out. And she ain't have no quip. She didn't care. This is what I do. You know what I'm saying? This is what I get paid for. We, we going or not? Y'all coming along or what? She's like, they don't have security clearance. She's like, they don't have security clearance. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't Why have, have to them there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor fuckers. That was terrible. <laughs> I know. All I think about is like me being that poor little receptionist there. It's like, oh God, don't do this. Yeah, so we see Amanda Waller. No, I'm here. We see Amanda Waller being Amanda Waller, taking out everybody, and Deadshot going, so I'm supposed to be the bad guy? Uh, and <laughs> that's gangster. I love that. I love I love his uh, his back and forth. And this is, like I said, this is the part where basically the, the – well, it, actually, it wasn't this part here. I think it was the part after they found the, the binder, you know, where they that purpose kind of, like, went out of them. It was like, you know, we're here for – they, they felt like they were there for a purpose. And it's like, what are we really here for? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want us to be bad guys, let us be where we was at. You know what I'm saying? Like, we honest, we, we honest criminals. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you here with the BS. Well, what did they say? That it's like, who you know, politicians are bigger criminals than criminals. It's like, because at least the criminals are... Op- if at least the criminals are honest with the fact that they're the bad guys. So you got people like Amanda Waller who's supposed to be in this position of power and she's doing more dirty, sneaky shit than anyone else. Yes, terrible. And I love that. It's something so small, but I love that. I love that Katana doesn't just work for Rick Flagg. She works for Amanda Waller also. Because um, we saw Katana ready to defend Waller and Waller's like, it's all right. Let them take one step and I'll blow it. Okay, got it. I got him, I got him Katana. Like, I love that. And this here, my, it, it, it's debatable between this and those opening montages as my favorite scene of this entire movie is um, seeing them on the rooftop, seeing the helicopter open, and it's none other than her pudding uh, ready to take her away. Mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah, I love that. This, because it's like, she's, she's like, he ain't doing nothing to me. Harley's like, you know, we've had some good uh, memories in this short time, but uh, peace out, bitches. And look at his attire. Okay. I love that he's dressed to impress. Yeah, he came there prepared and ready. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> he's there to pick up his Harley, you know? And I, I do love that. They're like, oh, shit, like, we got all this other craziness going on, and now we got to deal with the Joker, and he's just like, I love this. I, I really do. This is great. <laughs> And oh I, man, I love this right here. Uh, by the way, that suit is very comic accurate of Joker's. Um, it's in one of the stories that leads up to Batman Endgame, which is a brilliant story where Joker cuts off his face. Anyway, um, this was great. Joker wrote for Harley, telling her, "Let's go, putting." And that breathing hard he does, this. like, geez. <laughs> I love this because you see how, like, how she almost feels, like, exhilarated. Like, yes, finally. Like, here he is. I'm coming. You know, like, 
like she just sold this so well right now like mm-hmm. they're so in acrobat yeah the story of harley and and joker is they they love each other you know in a very sick and twisted way <laughs> I love this. Amanda Waller saying, shoot her down and Deadshot going, she ain't do shit. She do me. I love it. I love it. And then I love how she's playing games with him. Do it and you get your daughter back. And he's like, oh, you ain't got to say nothing but a word. Hold on one second. <laughs> but he already knows she's full of shit after, after what they've done dealt with, you know, knowing that they can't pick her up. He already know. And I love it because right here you feel like Dang, he did it. And then you see her like it looks like she died. And we know he don't miss, so Yeah, he doesn't miss, right. So you look at it and you're like, dang, man, you shot Harley, and then it's like, nope. That shit. I- <laughs> uh Deadshot was sitting there going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's with Harley now, but I'm gonna be her future ex-husband. <laughs> I can't shoot her. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that because it. Cause pre- that's- Go ahead, Sam. No, because I was in an animated movie, right? Didn't they bang? Yes. Yeah. And in, uh, in, um, uh, I just said it at the beginning of this, and now I completely went blank. Uh, but now we see Harley and Joker reunited. Um, glad to be back together. Um, but we see that it is very much short lived. Um, and I love that. She goes, you got dressed up for me? And he's like, you know I'd do anything for you. <laughs> and then we see them get shot out of the air. Harley get ejected and separated from Joker yet again. I love this, though. Because oh, it kind of feels, like, feels like they're supposed to jump together. Uh, and then we just see Harley fall herself. And look, look how enraged he is. He's like, I'm losing her again. But did he, like, push her? Because it's like, technically, he's going to be the one who's dying. She's going to be the one who's living, you know? And it's like, would you live for me? And it's like... No, I I think they were supposed to jump together. And I think the the explosion kind of ricocheted her out. That's why he was screaming as she was falling. Mm. Because he had no way of knowing that she was going to fall somewhere safe. Um, I I love the scene by the way where it's like everyone's standing there and it's like everyone knows who the Joker is everyone knows how much the Joker means to Harley and it's like even though freaking you know Joker's a bad guy and like no one really likes the Joker it's like everyone almost feels like sympathetic for Harley in this upcoming moment knowing that how much this is going to hurt her and even though she's crazy and has vexed them and all that it's like they still know that like Wow, this is intense because for all they know, you know, Joker says like this is this is an end. This is this is crazy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And we see um Enchantress's brother take down Amanda Waller's helicopter. Uh I I did think David Ayer was gonna do something crazy and kill her off. I, I honestly did, but of course not, man. You Amanda. Don't, you don't waste you don't waste Viola Davis. Oh no. No way. But this is where. Go ahead, Jacoy. Oh no! So I was, I was still getting the last piece of strength. <laughs> this is, this is where you know 
the purpose went away. Yeah, when they find her um her briefcase with all her information in it. Mm-hmm. There was David Harbour. Hi. We see Rick Flag leading the team back to the ground to go see if uh Amanda Waller survived. You like we did our part. Yes, I know. Mission's over. I love that, honestly. I love the the whole, I did my job, man. If she's dead, she's dead. Whatever. (laughs) B goes on. You you know, you you have to fulfill the promise that you made to us. And Rick Flagg's like, if she's dead, there is no promise. They're not going to fulfill nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if she dies, that's it for y'all. Still stringing them along, knowing all along they didn't have no intention of doing anything for them. But I, I don't do, think Rick Flag knew that. I do love this moment here. Harley kind of is starting to, to come to grips with the fact that Joker might be dead. And it's time to move on. And then look, trying to be her, her natural Harley self. Uh-huh. And she's freaking out. Because she always has to, she always has to put on a performance. Yeah, you know, she can't all the time know that she's vulnerable, you know, or sad. It's like, oh, hey. What the circus know, said, the circus right. said, the show must go on. So with hers, the yeah. show must go on. I always seen like her and Desha had like a like a big brother, little sister kind of thing going on. No, I like that. <laughs> no, what, what I siblings mean, have you been not, looking at? <laughs> I don't have siblings, but I know that there is not that type of tension between I didn't siblings. See it. <laughs> I didn't see it. No, there was there was definitely a um a, a, a loving tension being built there. Um, you know. Oh man, I saw it all throughout the freaking like like movie. It was oh okay, Joker's dead. That means Harley and Deadshot are they're gonna do the deed. The, the problem is it wasn't made super obvious because I think I think if you go into the the logic of it, it was Deadshot saying, as long as Joker is alive, I want nothing to do with Harley. Like nothing. Those are not problems I want. Well, we um, saw what happened. We saw what happened to Common. Oh, exactly. And, and he, he didn't even want anything to do with Harley. He was like, no, thank you. And Joker's like, oh, you denying it? Like, oh, you denying my girl? Okay. Right. <laughs> you don't think she's pretty? <laughs> he was not liking that. And we see them taking hold of Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller's being taken prisoner by um, Enchantress. Uh, so we hear, we see our, um, our characters making it back to the street to where Amanda Waller's uh, plane has crashed uh, to kind of see what's left and uh, what happened there. And they come across the briefcase, as Jacoya was saying before, and that's when they lose all hope in their purpose. And I will say, the scene that comes right after this is one of the worst scenes in superhero movie history. Because uh, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing ever. It's like, picture if in Avengers, right when, remember when Cap fell down and, and, and Iron Man got hit by some of the Chitari and it looks like our heroes are starting to fail. Picture if right after that, was the scene of shawarma. We'd be like, what the hell? Okay, but I loved it, though. I'm sorry. I loved it because they're the bad guys, and it's like, what are they going to do? And so, I'm sorry, okay? The end of the freaking world is happening. Guess what I'm doing? I'm getting a freaking cocktail. I'm getting a freaking right? drink. I'm getting a drink. I'm not dying sober. At all. I, I still thought it's At not all. where you should have put it. It's not where you should have put it. 
It's just so but weird. where else? The bar was right there. Yeah. They just found out that they were yeah. like completely lied to. Right. As of right now, I don't right. care so about what's going like, on. If we're going to die, we're going to yeah. die. If it's going to be by the, by the thing yeah. of my neck or going to be by this alien thing, it's mm-hmm. a wrap. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, no more. Like, why should I- they're like, why should I care about the mission? Like, if the whole city's gonna get swallowed up anyway, I might as well go make myself some margaritas. Shit. I agree, 100%. I completely hated it. I I, I, I thought it was just so Because <laughs> it's right it's right as you're about to end the movie. It's not, like, going into the final battle that... I mean, I guess that was the big, uh, the big speech to kind of rally the troops, but it was just like, this is killing me. <laughs> like so sitting in the theater, I'm like, I had to pee. I'm like, I could have went to go pee during this scene. I wouldn't have missed a thing. I love it. Rick Flag saying, "Hey, Deadshot, I need your help." And Deadshot's like, "Screw you." And then, obviously, as the leader he is, everybody follows in suit of Deadshot. Poor Rick Flag really got his ass handed to him this whole movie. He really like was showing how insignificant he was. Like even Katana's like, you know what? I'm, I guess I'll go drink with these losers. And Katana, she she saw that she was lied to as well. Mhm, mhm, exactly. So now it's like time for a drink. Okay, the the scene that uh freaking Juan hates so much, but I love it. Well, it's horribly placed. I don't think so. I really do. I'm I'm about to fall asleep watching it right now. I want to fast. Oh forward. my goodness! There was no other place in the scene for him to go and have this this actual drink and conversation to show that have it in there. <laughs> they needed it. They had they had to show a part here where it was like we gave up all hope, and then they realized, listen, we are the hope. You know what I'm saying? Like if it. Like, okay, we, we gave up the hope because we got lied to, but blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, we are the bad guys, but we are the ones that's needed right now in this moment. So that's where this, this scene had to happen for them to get that out. I'm sorry. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. And I love this. Like, I loved Deadshot's freaking lines here. I loved Diablo's lines here. I felt like they needed a reason to give a shit. And this mm-hmm. was their reason to give a shit. And this is finally the big reveal as to why Diablo's so guarded, why he's so hesitant in using his powers is that, you know, he, you know, did something that was so unspeakable to the point that, like, everyone else is looking at him like, oh, man, we've done some bad shit, but we've never done that. And then Cardi says what? And what? Own that. Yeah. That's what you the, do. Yeah, that's yeah. You logic, are. And that's when it switched. The logic is just still off. It's like, all right, you kind of gave up. You, you just don't give up. nobody no credit. No, you gave up thinking, hey, if we're going to die, we're going to die. And then it's like, all right, but if we're going to die, I'm going to go, I'm going to die fighting. Like, what? 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 Yeah, so that happens. So, well, that happens in like every superhero movie where they have that moment where they think that it, it happened even in Guardians of the Galaxy where like Rocket didn't want to do shit, you know, to freaking go up against Ronin. And it's like then you needed that moment where you rallied the freaking troops where they finally gave a shit. And this is their moment that they finally gave a shit. Yeah, I, I could have taken less of it. I'm just like, I, I, I'm not really that invested to hear why Diablo is, is the way he is. I'm like, all this here you put in to take out my Joker scenes. Take all of this out. 
I don't need it. Right, well, this is a, this is how, this is how I felt in Age of Ultron when freaking they took 20 minutes uh, for Clint's family. So this is that that's the same feeling. Look, see, you get no argument from me. I sat through that and went, "What the? What am I watching? What? What? What is this?" I'm like, Ultron's out there killing people, and you're like, "Let's take a break on Clint's farm, guys. We got to kind of regroup a little bit." What? <laughs> people are dying. What do yeah, you? Yeah, but that, but that was like twenty. That, that was twenty minutes. This is like five. This is twenty minutes. Yeah, this is pretty long. I'm sitting here and I'm like, we're not even close to the scene being over. Yeah, but you're you're, uh, you're here, Jacoya. I love it. You can't want him to own it. Own it. That you did it. Own it. She's like, yeah. feel, she's like, you think I feel bad yeah. about killing a ten-year-old Robin? No, I owned it. I killed him. Well, she's pretty much just like, stop like dragging your feet, feeling all this sort of sorriness and being a fucking wet blanket this whole time. She was like, yeah, you killed them. All right. Admit it. Move on, pretty much. I know yeah, it's because horrible, it's, holding it's holding you back. It's holding you back. Yeah, we're the bad guy. It's ugly. I mean, no, it, it, this was this was an important uh, This was weird. Okay, this this was a strange thing. I'm not ugly. I'm beautiful. And I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> that's the most awkward delivered line. I like it. Ever. <laughs> I, I hate to see <laughs> It's like they almost forgot that Killer Croc was in the movie. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to give him a line. <laughs> I'm dead. And Riffle's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what happened to my life? Where did I go wrong? Saying yes to Amanda Waller, usually. <laughs> He's like, all I wanted to do was be with my gal and eat some chicken. <laughs> and this shit happened. Come on, and that chicken to you. <laughs> he was going hard on that shit. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely- oh, man. All right. Oh, good. But we obviously are still seeing Rick Flag tell him, hey, look, we had a mission. You guys know your mission. I need your help. That's essentially what it was coming down to. You guys going to help me or not? I love this shit. Okay, I love this shit. He's like, you're free to go. And without hesitation, Boomerang just gets the hell up and walks out. He's like, that's it. That's all I needed. <laughs> this part here was messed up. He had all them letters from his dad, from his daughter. Oh yeah, that was fucked up. That the um the, the prison guard was holding. Right, right, right. So that Hopefully was a... that was as Tia said before, that was him letting Deadshot know you have something to fight for. Like mm-hmm. this isn't just about like yeah. hey, if I die, I die. It's like, yo, did you forget you have a daughter? Now. You know, if we don't do this, she gonna die because that's basically the end of the world is the end of her. Yeah. And I love how he was blaming, uh, he was blaming Rick Flag and uh, Amanda. And he took it, and he took it because he knew that he needed to get that out at that time. He wanted his daughter to know that he's not a piece of shit. He's like, I want my daughter to know I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, how oh, do you kill people for a living, Dad? That's that's. But I also say the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think that's it. He kills people for money. 
it, it's it's a job. You know, we all gotta do crazy things it's to make money in this world. Pia, no, it's a job is what you tell your kids when you had to be a stripper to pay rent. Not what not that you can kill people. <laughs> Listen, he makes over like a thousand like not a thousand, a million dollars per job. I mean shit. Yeah. That, that will send your kids my to Ivy League schools. My dad <laughs> came to me and said, Juwan, you know all those great things since you were a baby? Yeah, I had some really nice things, Dad. Games and toys whenever I wanted. I had to kill people to get it. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, you had to do what you had to do. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? I don't want any of this stuff anymore. Like, that's crazy. Take all this stuff back. I mean, what what do you think the Gotti family did or anything? You know, the, the, that's that whole uh, this is it's business. This is business. This is <laughs> this is business. This y'all are it's not personal. Crazy. It's just business. <laughs> y'all are crazy. You're applying real life morality to comic book morality. It's completely different. You just gave real life morality on the <laughs> they needed to pick me up. <laughs> all right, Pia, oh, man. all right. Well, what's going on now? Every oh, right. the final battle to you. All right, so this is the point where again they forgot that Killer Croc was in the movie, so they're like, let's uh, give him a scene, and you know Scott Eastwood is like, what are we gonna do? There's water, and he's like, don't worry, I got it. I ain't asking, bro. And it's like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, he like scurries in like some sort of like yeah. fish, like a guppy over there. Uh, Rick Flag's getting all prepared. Harley's getting all prepared. Her makeup is everywhere. She clearly didn't use the right foundation. Um, Freaking, there's Boomerang. Uh, oh yeah, Katana has that weird moment where she talks to her sword. Because um, again, they probably forgot that she was also in the movie. We need to give her a moment. Uh, then they talk about the sword. Wait, so hold on. So much sword play here. Ah, so much. Because <laughs> you are now about to be like, she's talking to her sword. I was just, her sword. I know, I know. Her husband, as her dead husband and all the souls of the people she killed inside that sword. So she kind of talks to them as a, a, a warrior chant. I know, I was just being an asshole. Um, I wanted to get a, 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 My wife a, a rise out of you. It worked. Right, so we got, <laughs> there was kill, a shot of Killer Croc again. There's the beef, beefed up dudes now walking. I don't know what Rick Flagg thinks that his little gun is going to do against this shit, but he's like, God, I hope she's still alive. I, I'm too There's always like single. one of the American heroes in there. He got, he's the... He's the American Man. hero of the movie. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the red, white, and blue there, you know? But they're in a subway system. Uh, Deadshot is asking Diablo if he's actually going to do his shit. Oh, geez. And there's all this freaking light show over that. here. We're going to see, we're gonna see uh, Enchantress do her little dance. And Rick Flag is like, you know what? I'm kind of into this. Next time, next time we're in, in the bedroom together, if you can wear can you do that? this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus fucking Christ! All right, this is the. Oh, I love that when when uh, Harley's like, is this really happening? I'm off my meds, and I'm like, yeah, it's 
been a few days probably yeah for you. Um, you know so uh oh god this is this is ridiculous where did deadshot he's like just go up there and smack her on the ass or something and i'm like what is going on right now that's not the conversation we should be having at this moment right Joan? a hundred percent it was just like weird by the way, I feel like you're boomerang throughout this movie because everything that Katana does, boomerang is so infatuated with it. And every time Katana does something, you're so infatuated with it. Um, <laughs> I love this scene where Harley is just like so willing to go to Enchantress and Deadshot has to be like, come here, you crazy lady. So pretty, okay. much, in this scene, pretty much in this scene, Enchantress is showing all of them what she can provide for them if they simply just give up. But we all know this is bullshit, right, guys? This ain't happening. It's always a story. Mm-hmm. Will Smith in his pimp-ass hat. Uh, he killed the Batman there. That's his dream, obviously. I love this scene, by the way. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I love I like, I that love part. it. I love it. That, that Harley had these, like, domesticated ideals of the Joker and Joker looks normal there. What did you think about this, Juan? I thought he looked like he could do a remake of American Psycho right there. Yo. He still had the well, crazy one in American Psycho. Well he he was an American Psycho, so you know. And then um he was there's Rick Flat there's Rick Flag um imagining what it would be like to wake up with June and everything be all normal and her not the normal crazy, June. The normal June. I like this where it was Diablo who was the one to snap everyone out of it. Like, realize you're all... Like, this shit ain't real? Be, yeah, you're all being slayed to your mind right now. This is this is totally fake. Um, and we need to go and fight against this enchantress lady. What was weird about... <clears throat> excuse me. What was weird about Flag... Uh, kind of being in that mental state of kind of picturing what it would be like is Enchantress would have to die for you to get June back. So it's like your whole imagination is stupid and flawed because as long as Enchantress is alive... Yeah, but they're not going to... But they're not realizing that right now. They're just being shown what they want to see. So that's why it was important for Diablo here to be the one to kind of pull them out of there and then confront Enchantress right now and say, like, we're not going to fall for your shit. And it was also the test there for Flag to see, like, do you love, like, you know, do you love her enough to let her go? Understanding that, you know, you had to kill the Enchantress. He didn't know that she was going to come back. He didn't know that you was going to come back, but he knew that yeah. he wanted to release her. So it was like, do, do you love her enough to want to keep her like this because she's here? Or do you love her enough to let her go? You know what I'm saying? Knowing that she wouldn't want this to be, you know, of her. Yeah, this this scene right here is the exact reason why you needed um, Joker as the main villain. The guy, the demon walks up yeah, and pairs up with him. Like, that was like the weirdest visual. It was. That whole thing with the brother was very strange. I really disliked it. There was little to no reason for that. Um, but I did like, we eventually see Diablo, uh, in his full form. Which yeah, that bugged me out. Very, 
it always felt unanswered to me because maybe I just don't know about this character. But I was like, is he like an Aztec god or something like that? I don't remember. I know I looked it up after the movie came out. I just don't remember right now. Yeah, well, that was just my one thing. But then I thought that was really cool to see, like, wow, the real, like, power, not only the power that this guy possesses, but the fact that he could be technically, like, maybe even a deity was something that Ooh. really should have been explored more, you know? Um, but, of course, we see everyone going up against this, like, he, oh, Jesus, I have to watch this for a second. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's so cool looking. I just love that shit. Diablo finally transforms into his full-on Diablo form. And then we see him versus Enchantress's brother, called Mano Imano. And as Tia definitely pointed yeah. out, and she was very accurate about, they did this just so Killer Croc could have something to do. <laughs> well, I only, I only got that from you. And then the more I look at it, especially now that we're re-watching it, I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. You're completely freaking right. Um, 100%. So, oh, God. And, okay, so, like, Scott Eastwood died, right? That's so sad. Wait, he did? Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Right? Then because he? Because he, he was down there with him. Yeah, he had, he, he sacrificed himself for the team. Right. Yeah. Diablo's but we don't know that. We never, we never saw a body. We never saw a body, so we don't know. I don't know. I doubt they're going to explore something like that in the second series, I thought. Oh, well, I would love for Diablo to still be alive, you know? That would be, like... I think they said he was. I I think really cool. I think Jay Hernandez hinted at it. I just don't know how you'd be, like, a fire god and that explosion kills you. You know what I'm saying? Like... I feel like if you're going to have this enchantress in it who's, like, super old, then you're going to have this deity who's also super old and who can survive pretty much anything. Like, I, I don't know how explosions can kill. But now, you know, that explosion happened, right? And they're kind of, like, left in the wake of all of this. And, Joan, I'm not doing a very good job of this. I think you should take over. <laughs> no, I, I like what you're doing, but I got you. Um, so the explosion happens, and we see the team walking up to Enchantress. Enchantress is letting them know the spell is complete. My job, my, I did my job. Now the world will plunder in, into, into darkness. Mm-hmm. Trying to execute her plan. This is when the... Which I always... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I always got always super confused whenever a villain has that sort of, like, motive where they're like, everything's going to go into darkness. I'm like, well, technically, then you'll die, too. But okay. Um, weird. But all right there. Uh, yeah. She Okay. So this is my one thing about the DCEU films, especially in this beginning. It's like there's so much destruction that you're like, how is there any world left after any DC movie? Because this is just insane. <laughs> it looks like she's already like destroying everything and then she becomes like Gollum over here like what the hell is going on I will they have they have Bruce Wayne in there with all his money to build everything back up I guess I will say that's the biggest I, I guess so that's the biggest difference is in Wonder Woman they were isolated so that wasn't like a destruction of like a whole town or city or state mm-hmm. but I will say this yeah. 
DC has nothing on the Transformers franchise. Transformers. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Chicago, <laughs> like it's off the map. But at least when we came back to the next movie, it was still messed up. Right. It wasn't like it was automatically, you know, the the stadiums was up and everybody was, you know, good to go. They at least showed us the destruction. Like, okay, it's continuing on. It didn't magically appear that everything was all, all good. True, but I will always say, I will always say with superhero movies, um, time time usually shouldn't matter. So. If you say um, from Man of Steel to BVS is a year later, six months later, eight months later, usually that's enough time to rebuild some stuff. I uh, mean, anything when it comes to Gotham, Gotham comics stuff like that, I've always seen anything with comics. It just that's just what it is. Like how you have in some certain cartoons, when a cartoon character dies, the cartoon character is back the next day. So like I've I've never seen anything with when it comes like you said with comic book characters when things change. I never seen it as an issue, but it is something like think about like, hey, how does that, how does that happen? Yeah, it's always a question mark, but they're kind of like, hey, I don't, know. don't worry. Um, <laughs> See, it's like no. They do, they do like, they do like road work on the same road for like six years here in like New York. So I don't know. They, I guess, do they're really quick in these types. It's of so movies. true. <laughs> so who's oh, fighting? Oh, that was Croc that threw somebody. Uh, yeah, that was Killer Croc getting back into the frame to remind us again that he's still he's here. B matters. Okay. <laughs> um, so I do, I do like this visual though of like Enchantress kind of like as much as I hate her dancing and her outfit, but I do like her in this like dark shadowiness and like crackling pretty much. I that that did feel like a cool visual mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and I like Harley kind of rallying the troops right here. Mm-hmm. She's like, listen. What's the world ever done? What's the world ever done to us? We're one of those people who live in this world. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always said that this Suicide Squad was like the Guardians of the Galaxy of the DC universe. That's just <laughs> what it felt like to me. And like you remember in Guardians where it's like, what do we care about the universe? It's like we're the idiots who live in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I do like how it's I do like in this scene where it's like you think that Harley's gonna be the one who's gonna give up, right? Who's gonna be like, you know, I've lost everything. You know, what do I care about saving the world? So I'm just gonna give in because you're gonna give me my pudding back. But her just very much like feeling enough of a connection to all these people to say that they're my friends and mm-hmm. I'm going to actually, you know, so I, I did like that it was, it was Harley, you know, um, and then she cuts Enchantress's heart out so that it can be shanked and hopefully June will still be there because Rick Flagg is like, damn, it's been a while and I don't know, I don't have time to find a girlfriend, so that was <laughs> sucks, but... <laughs> Uh, slow shot of the gun being tossed, and that is just a really cool gun, I have to say. Yes. Um, and of course, you get to Rick Flag, not Rick Flag, wow, Dead Shot, because he's literally the best shot, and you should always trust him. Um, I this was a little too slow motion for me. Oh God, Killer Croc! You, you, it went with the music. Terrible. It did go in the music. Um, but right now, right now it does look like it's on five times right now. Five X, it does look like it's on 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I do remember correctly. What is Oh, this was oh, terrible. She did this. I hate it. I hate it. Don't do it, Daddy. Please. Don't do it. It's like, you asshole. Daddy, I love you. He's like, ah. Alright. Alright, speed up. Wow. Wilson has really white teeth. But he ain't get them bottom teeth done, though. Dentist. I know that much. <laughs> All that money. Oh, wow. He He's still contemplating on shooting. Oh, I do like that, how the barrel switches. Um, that is really cool. And then Enchantress looks like she's about to catch it, like she's the catcher at, for the Yankees or something. Okay. Which, that doesn't My work out. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously they succeed in what they want to do, falling debris everywhere. hope no one was standing because you are screwed if you were. Okay. Um, the debris settles. Everyone gets up from their epic superhero pose. And Rick Flag has a weird hug moment with Deadshot. And I don't know. He thought they were the, bros the at that moment. Bros. The, shipper, the shippers online loved this scene. Loved this scene. Um, there's Katana about to let him join my brother. Katana was about to go in. Like your girl, Katana. She was ready. Was about to. She was ready. And like Rick Flag just didn't want that, obviously. This was weird. I felt like this was a little weird where, you know, Enchantress is kind of crawling around with mud on her again while everyone's just kind of like standing around. They'd be like, are we taking this shit seriously right now? And then he crushed. What is that that he's crushing? That's her heart, right? He's like, crushing yeah, that's her the heart he had to destroy. Yeah. So, as you said, Jacoya, you said before, like, Rick Flag didn't know if this, if June was going to live after this. It was him no. making that sacrifice that it, he had to do that. And it had to be him. It had to be him who was the one who potentially killed the love of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's happening right now. We're just kind of waiting here. Katana, badass. There you go. Because she was walking. about ready. She's about ready. Your flag's having that cinematic walk away moment when finally (laughs) (laughs) June's waking up right now. It's like, look, man, there's your there's your girl. She's waking up and she's like, shit, I need a facial right now and some bath salts and some champagne because it has been a freaking day. (laughs) Is she naked? No, she's not. She's not naked. Okay. Oh, I Harley has that moment there where it's like, it's like she she's sad because here's two people who love each other who are reunited, but she didn't have that moment with the Joker, and she almost had to like force herself to kind of smile because it's like mm-hmm. she is happy, but at the same time, it's like it's unfair, like for mm-hmm. her, like you know, because she don't have that full unfair. him. She don't have the hundred percent of him, so she knows like. She knows that he's there, but she knows that he's really not there. You know what I'm saying? She enjoyed the little bit that she's receiving. And here go Amanda behind here. Came out the bro- like, like They like, why? Like, how did she even make it? Like, I agree. She came out that back. She came out that back. I was so angry. I felt the <laughs> same way. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> I was so bad. I felt the same way. 
I felt so the same way that everyone else did on this team where it's like, are you serious? You're coming out there with the freaking phone ready to blast necks off. And it's like, do you not see what just happened? Amanda's like, I okay. give no shit. I give no shit. That was yesterday's news. Guess what Guess what today's news is? You're all still criminals. Like, and you're all- Back to business. Back to, back to jail. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she lied to all of them. Like, that was terrible. She literally lied. Like, but you mm-hmm. told us. Whoa. I love, I love this moment of- uh, Deadshot having a moment with his daughter, yes. and, and and Rick Flag is there as the weird uncle. It's like, hey, there you go, there's Rick Flag, you know. Um, I, I I do like this. I I like how it just felt very authentic. Deadshot being a father, nothing felt forced or anything. Um, and I also like how Rick Flag kind of stops this. Yeah, like what are y'all doing? You know, I mean, to they, Rick Flag and Dutch, Rick Flag and Deadshot, you know, have a bond from the experience that they were in. But you know, to those officers, it's just like, oh, this is you know, for our job. I don't care. You yeah. see him with his daughter. I don't care. I didn't like that. I think that I was like supposed that. to kind of show, like, yeah. how there's the a disconnect there, you know, um, and how so the relationship changed. Yeah, how Rick yeah. and Deadshot relationship changed. Oh, yeah, no, they definitely write to each other. Like, they hang out, you know. Um, Rick Flag definitely wishes that they were drinking beers, watching, you know, football or some shit. That, this is just such a nice moment between Deadshot hugging his daughter. Like, I definitely am going to miss seeing this with Deadshot and his daughter in future movies. So, okay, so they're back at the prison. Um, Harley looks great. She's having some of her espresso from the, I think she had demanded that. Yeah, one of her demands. Killer Croc wants something, like, right? Didn't he want like- I didn't like this. He wanted cable. I, no, he no. Jacoya, no. He wanted BET? He had BET on Jacoya. <laughs> well, do, do I have to pause this right now? Just Because I got so saying. angry watching that. I'm watching and I'm like, Seeing big booties on the screen, dan- dancing and gyrating around. I'm like, all right, come on, y'all. Well, y'all was able to watch Enchantress for the whole movie with, in her two-piece, so let him be able to enjoy what he want to enjoy. No. Well, Juwan, you, you, you have to imagine, he literally has, like, crocodile skin. He probably doesn't get laid, so it's like, all. he wants to yeah. see some booty. Yeah. That's not the underlining of it. What was the race and of... And I understand... I, it's like, I understand that, and as a white person, I can't comment on that, but it's like, I'm just saying that he is a crocodile man, and it's like, I doubt that he's been laid in a really long time, and he wants to see a nice booty. That was, that was mad if it, like, you could have had him watching, like, a show, a, a movie, you got him watching BT, a, a BT music video where they're twerking and stuff in it, it just, it wasn't a good look. So, what you say? So would you say that you would ask David Ayer about that if you had the chance? You'd be like, yeah. 100%. That's the, what? I would, I would want to know nothing else but why that scene was put in there, David Ayer. That was the, what, why? <laughs> what was that? Who was that? So we got, but we saw Margot Robbie, we saw Margot Robbie in her, in her bra and everything. We sure did. Getting so undressed in front of a bunch of men. The mm-hmm. the and there's a 
And there's Captain Boomerang being loud. He clearly didn't get shit. Like, everyone else got something, and he just got, like, angry, pretty much. Um, Deadshot's, uh, what'd you say? He didn't negotiate. Remember, he came there after everybody. Ah, that's right. Yeah, so Harley's just like, oh, I love that. I love this scene. I was so happy that they decided to do this. So obviously Harley's in her cage, and there's an explosion. All these, like, people are coming. They're shooting. That's ensuing. You're like, what the hell is going on right now? Now someone's coming, and they're freaking sawing Harley's cage open. Like, what the hell? And I I will tell you that I, I definitely saw this coming once this happened. I'm like, it's Joker. It's Joker. It's 100% Joker. Joker. That's hilarious. Joker. <laughs> and there he is. The, the, and this is what I'm saying. Like, what you were talking about, Juwan, is like, there Joker is. He literally, like, br- literally breaks Harley out of prison. And that's how Suicide Squad ends. And that's at the beginning of Birds of Prey. Um, there, It's that he broke up with her. Very confusing. And I... That's why I said I would ask, I would definitely ask um, David Ayer that because he wrote it. So I'm like, a lot of it is David Ayer, albeit they might have cut a lot of what you wanted. You wrote this, and I'm curious as to why you wrote this and how much of this writing got skewed. Well, I mean, I think that he probably did, and listen, I can't say anything, I'm not pretty David Ayer, he probably did write that Joker came to get Harley in the end, you know, but I think that what Birds of Prey want to do is they just want to sweep the whole thing about Joker quickly under the rug because, so Juwan, you and I talked about earlier how you don't really go on Twitter, but it's like the internet like hates their relationship and does not want it. And I think that you have now this like, this group of people who are like wanting so desperately to erase Joker. I mean, we saw all of the, you know, controversy with the Joker movie when it was coming out. So it's like, I think, you know, to maybe Kathy Ann, it was like, well, frick, we're just going to make sure that Joker isn't even part of the equation. And that was, that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted them to break up, because albeit they're not a healthy relationship, I would have liked to see that. Not have from one movie where it's like, he's literally, you know, fighting tooth and nail to get her back to the beginning of one. It's like, oh, he broke up. He broke up with uh, with with me. And it's like, that's just not good. Then that just goes to show like how much disconnect there is going on between DC and their, you know, freaking writers. And also I think that how DC kind of bends to the will of, you know, various fans most often. Yeah, they they definitely um fell under that pressure but of um yeah. of, of, of social media. But I don't think it was enough for them to excuse me, for them to have actually changed that when that is the history, that's their relationship and that's who the characters are. There's nothing new. It's nothing new about Joker and Harley Quinn. We get right here, Amanda Waller talking to my dad. No. Um, and they're talking about Bruce I, wants some files on some people that he's interested in. Um, and Amanda Waller is pretty much telling him, you know, why is this so important to you? And he's telling her, mind your damn business. Okay, I did what you wanted me to do, and I stand down. 
So we we get we see the file. We see uh, Flash. We see Aquaman. Um, we already know uh, Bruce does Wonder Woman. They have an alliance already. Um, yeah, him like I just said, telling her to mind her business. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and then this here was so much fun for us in the theater to see Amanda Waller make it known that she knows he's Batman. Um, and then Bruce. Okay, this is where. I said, I will never forgive David Ayer for this. This was the stupidest dialogue I had ever seen in my life. Uh, we can go ahead. But it's cheesy. You don't ever think that Batman movies, like when it comes to like the comic, like the, and that's why I like the older Batman movies. Like it's cheesy. And I, I don't know why, but I, I like the cheesiness because it's comics. It's not supposed to be like realistic in a sense. It's supposed to have that comic mindset where it's cheesy and it's we know it's not real but it's like it's their alternate universe of what's real i love the cheesiness no 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 no. my issue with it was only um it just it made no sense because when you say shut it down before me and my friends shut it down for you it made no sense because they're not your friends yet you just got the file yeah. You don't even know them yet. And then, he, in thing, his mind, he's Bruce Wayne, and, and he like, can do whatever he want to do. And how did Amanda Waller know? Like, what evidence was there for her to know that Bruce Wayne was Batman? She's like, Amanda Waller. Like, well, well, no. Amanda to be fair, Thea. To be fair, in the comics and in the cartoons, all the time, Amanda mm -hmm. Waller made it clear she always had an eye on Batman. Yes. She even said it once. It wasn't that hard to okay. deduce, like where Bruce Wayne, uh, where Batman arrives, Bruce Wayne always disappears from. Um, so she was kind of just, yeah. Amanda Waller is one of those people that would have looked at Clark and said, you're Superman. And he would have been like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not stupid. That I was fine with. I didn't mind that. That yeah. was super cool and accurate. What I hated was, well, you better stop it, Amanda, or me and my friends will stop it for you. <laughs> what friends, Bruce? <laughs> You just got the file. You don't okay, even. Yeah. That like that scene for me was um, another reason why I just disliked Ben Affleck's Batman because I was like, this is so weird. Like you sound like you're not even in that. I don't know. I I, I didn't necessarily like that end scene. I know that that was supposed to be the tease to Justice League, but I disliked it. But yeah, you know. Amanda Waller. She's coming back for the suicide spot, right? Yeah. That's I'm awesome. scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? I mean, I'm I'm excited, but I'm just saying, like, what the hell is she gonna do now? Like what storyline we gonna get? That's what like, I'm excited for. I wanna know. It's like, damn, she was always in some crap, man. Yeah. Do you think she's gonna try to use? They're gonna have, gonna have her use the fact that she knows that he's Batman to get him to do what she want him to do? No, because that Batman doesn't exist. That man, that Batman. Um, Juwan, according to all the Snyder cultists on Twitter, who clearly know so much, and uh, Robert Pattinson is out, and Ben Affleck is returning as uh, Bruce Wayne. Oh my gosh! We're not we're, we're not giving <laughs> any credit. We are not gonna do that. That's that's stupidity. We know better. <laughs> we know way. I know. We know better than that. But um, but no, I mean, 
So no, uh, to answer your question, Jacoya, no, that won't be something that's ever discussed or talked about purely because that Batman specifically does not exist anymore. Um, so we don't have to worry about hearing anything about that. Um, but I will say, funny thing is, um, David Ayer kept saying that this movie was supposed to be a blend right into Justice League with parademons and everything. Um, and I'm like, just anything would have been better than Space Witch. Um, but again, overall, <laughs> this movie gets way more hate than it deserves. Um, I, I hated like three yeah. seasons out of it, but I, I had fun with the movie. Like I watched it here and I didn't have any problem. Usually when I watch it myself, the bar scene is the only thing like I'll completely skip past. Um, but everything else is fine. It's in the flow of the story. And I don't mind it. I don't, I don't know why people hate it. I don't know why I get so much, uh, so much crap. Um, but it's, it's fine to me. I, I just find it funny that people will glaringly uh, destroy this movie, but no one ever talks about Thor, the, Thor, uh, the Dark World. Like, no one just randomly says, you know a movie really sucked? Thor 2. No one ever just really says that. But everyone will just randomly go, I hate Suicide Squad. It's like, what? No one even asked you anything. Why did the you people who dislike it are I not even like actual it. comic fans. That, that's the whole thing that bugs me out. It's like, everybody has this mindset of what uh, imagery is supposed to look. And when I read a book, like when everybody was mad about Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Everybody read the books. All the ladies were at home on, on their washing machine and dryers, you know what I'm saying? Acting up, reading their books. And they had their own visual of who their gray was, you know? So when they seen the gray that was chosen, it was, oh, that's not my gray. Nobody said that was supposed to be your gray. You didn't write the book. But your vision of who you felt like this character was supposed to look like, how they supposed to dress, how they supposed to sound, you know, that was your mental of what you felt. So I think people have to learn to, like, pull back a little bit. It's just, like, you two in, you two in. And that and that helps to ruin it for well, other people who are, you know, who are not who are like new to the to the to the genres. It makes it it makes it bad for people to actually want to come in. But if you just bagging on it, you know what I'm saying, off the bat. I just think with Suicide Squad it became one of those things where it was popular to dislike it and kind of popular to hate on it, and that's how it grew. Exactly. To me, when when I watched it in the theaters, I really enjoyed it. I walked out of the theater like so feeling so happy and like invigorated when I saw so much hate and when I continuously see so many people putting it down. I'm like, where does that really come from? I'm like, yes, okay. Like we watched him and, you know, the Enchantress wasn't the best decision for a villain in it, but it's like, really, what did you hate about? So like people hate, it's only now, right? It's only now that everyone's going, oh, the air cut, the air cut. And it's like, suddenly it seems like people are like, their, their mindset switched so quick on it. But about what, six months ago, everyone was like, Suicide Squad is trash. Yeah, That's because that was, that was popular opinion. And we live in a world where yeah. people are not allowed, people don't know how to think for themselves. So they go by popular opinion. I have to sound like everybody else. And I can't stand out and say, you know what? I actually like this movie. And that's how I was on my social media. I was like, oh, wow, I love it. I had a great time. I took my girls, actually, we, um, I took the girls after work. I used to work um, at a adult education program on um, 121st Street and 7th Avenue in Harlem. And we walked right on over to Maddie Johnson Theater. 
and I had got tickets early for my mom. The girls had came and they had their little jackets on and, you know, we had a really nice time and we enjoyed it. You know, the soundtrack was good. The visuals were beautiful. <laughs> like, I was, and again, I also know, like, for, like, 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 first movies, I don't really put a lot on it, because they have to do the intro, you know what I mean? They have right. to do the intro, they have to tell you who all the characters are, they have to do a little bit of backstory, they can't really do everything you want them to do, like, this is going to be a series, so you have to wait, you know, this, this is what we have right now, it'll come down the line. People don't get it, I don't know. Well, to me, it's like, you know, if you generally just didn't like it where you walked away and you're like, you know, yeah, I didn't think it was that fun, you know, I, I, whatever. Like, fine, I, I'm not saying you have to like it, but this whole thing where it suddenly becomes popular to hate on it for apparently no real reason, where it's like, what, because, uh, I don't know, like, what, you, ha you have the people who hate the Joker, hate the fact that they saw Joker and Harley on screen together. It's like, this is something that comic book fans have been wanting for years. And it's like, and it's just because you now are suddenly figuring out who the hell Joker is. And, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and it's like toxic relationship and blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's like, you know, it's like, take We're that all in the else. era of everybody being offended about stuff. Like, this is not for you yeah. then. Like, get up out of here. Yeah, it's like, is, oh my God, it's woman's rights. Is this, like everybody has something to cry about. Like we're not here. This is for the comic book folks who are here for the destruction. We're here for the toxicity. We're here for all the bad stuff. We're here for it. Uh, if you, yeah, ask, it's like, if I don't, I don't need you to make a statement with Harley and Joker. <laughs> like they're Harley and Joker. Like that's how it is. Okay. Like, you know, I don't need that in my. Like get off with it. You know, I'm not self-reflecting here. It's not a self-reflection of me. I'm just here for. Yeah. I'm here for the show. Exactly. It's like we became in an era the past few years where it's like suddenly everyone started like disliking bad guys. You know, you couldn't have a bad guy who actually had a backstory. You couldn't have a bad guy who actually had layers. It's like they wanted this very like, you know, caricature of a bad person. And it's like, no, that's not good for a good story, right? Bad people, you know, need that kind of like, you know, layers to them. And it's like, I'm sorry that you are so like insecure or you're you know whatever you can't handle it pretty much and it's like i'm sorry that you can't handle that you know that you need to just present it as like a you gotta pretend that everything's all peaches and cream and rainbows yeah. and butterflies and it's it's not and that's why i like i like when we offer dc stuff but i like how they did maleficent i don't know if anybody watched that but i like yes, how, they, how they flipped that it was amazing how they did that. But no one said shit about that. No one said shit about that, right? And it's like, no one said like, oh, how dare they, you know, give Maleficent a backstory where we actually feel sympathetic towards her. It's like, no, we need to just see her as the evil witch that she is. But it's like something like, say, Joker. It's like, people didn't even see the movie and they were up in arms. With exactly. How dare like, you where's your movie stuff at? Where's your movie stuff? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. And to me, that just makes no sense. And this is as someone who does identify as a feminist. And it's like, to me, that feels so like double standard to say that, you know, one or the other. And I just didn't like that at all. So I know that's like a huge rant, but I feel like that's where most of the hate for Suicide Squad stems from is the fact that, first of all, not everyone likes Jared Leto, right? Um, and then you have Jared Leto playing a character that all- And they was hating him too. 
It was like a per- it was like it was like personal. They they was getting personal when it yeah. came. This is business. I wanted to show well, y'all the girls. Um, one year I had dressed the girls up as um. I don't even know where the hell my camera's at. I dressed them up as um the Joker and Ho- and um and Harley Quinn one year. I love that. That's so cute. I and they that. were like they were like the the bee's knees that year. <laughs> everybody didn't understand. Like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't think that. Everybody was being princesses and <laughs> Disney princess and stuff. And we like, no, we're gonna do the Joker and Harley Quinn. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, I mean, look, th- this movie is un unrightfully uh, criticized and, and ridiculed. It- it's I I don't think it's the best DC movie, not even close. Uh, but it's nowhere near. Again, I tell people, there's been bad superhero movies. This is not one of them. Yeah, to me, and like like I don't mean to interrupt. There's one more thing. I don't think that the hate, at least now. I can't tell you when it came out because I really wasn't that active online to see why people were hating on it at that point. But I think that the hate now stems from this like fake outrage where it's like they disliked Jared Leto because he did some movie where he was like a white dude in the middle of the Yakuza. So people didn't like him for that. So, you know, they had to get on him for that. They feel that David Ayer overly sexualized Harley when it's like, you never really read a comic to know that Harley uses that to her advantage. So it was this like fake outrage to kind of like fuel people disliking it. And as I said, if you didn't like the movie for the story, that's perfectly fine. But I feel that the majority of people who dislike it, there's something so much more behind it than actually the taking it for what it was, a movie. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'll never argue with someone who thinks it's a bad movie. You're more than welcome to do so. Um, your reasons don't even really have to be valid. You don't like it, you don't like it. I, I just say you don't, you don't have to remind us how much you don't like it just because we say we do like it. Um, like, it's just, it's, it, it, it's unnecessary. Um, it's like someone telling you, like, hey, I'm allergic to, like, that cake and you, and you bringing that cake up every time you're around that person like why like why why are you doing that what, what is the purpose of it so um that's why i i don't i'm not on social media team because that's all it is all it is is someone going man i had a really good day today and then someone randomly coming in and saying yeah but your mom's ugly and then it's like why <laughs> i didn't ask you that why? But got why nothing to do with what's going on right now. Why are you spreading negativity in my very positive post? Like, why? Yeah, and you, know, and you know, John, that I don't like, say, Batman versus Superman. And I'll talk about when we do, say, like, videos where we debate it. But I'm, but I'm not going to freaking, like, text you every day and go, you know what really sucks? Batman versus Superman. It's just, it's, it's unnecessary. If you like something, you like something. There's no need for hostility to be created over it um that that's what the biggest divide between geeks are it's like dude you liked it all right no problem like i I, what did we say when we did geek vibes live i specifically said if you're excited for the snyder cut i'm happy that you get it i'm just not someone that was asking for it i i don't care it has nothing to do with the forward progression of dc films he's no longer the helm of it so i'm like I, i don't really care but if you like it, I love it. Sure, go ahead and embrace it, man. There's nothing wrong with it. We don't live yeah. in a world that feels the same way. They have to make sure you understand. I, I hate it. I hate you. I hate everything. And it's like, 
All it's right. like I hate it's like I hate it. It's stupid. And if you don't, and if you actually like it, then l- you're a terrible freaking person. It's like it's a movie. Like how it's could you movie. have your own mind? The nerve of you to have your own damn mind. I don't know. That's why I say I, I was very much uh, one of those people that thought BVS was gonna be a thousand times better than Civil War, and I posted it. I remember saying. This doesn't feel right, but I posted it because I had that much faith <laughs> in BVS, like seeing Batman and Superman on screen together. It's never been done. So I'm like, this will blow out little Captain America and Iron Man. And when I was wrong, everyone brought it up like two or three years later when like the Facebook memories came oh, up. No. They were like throwing it in my face. And I said, look, you could throw it in my face, but I don't disagree with what I was thinking the day that exactly. I, felt, I still felt the same. That's how I felt. And it is what it is. Like, albeit I was wrong, like, all the way around, like, movie-wise, money-wise, I was wrong. But to me, my mindset was Batman and Superman on screen together? Nothing can beat that. Classic. I've been waiting for that for, for generations. Mm-hmm. I still and in the end, it's just, And in the end, it's just a movie. People get in tizzies, they get into screaming matches. Yeah, I, I'll stand for this movie. And you ain't get no money off that box office, so stand down. I'll go, yeah. I'll go deeper, uh, Jacoya, before we end this. Um, I'll go deeper. I've seen someone say they have no interest in getting into politics, but they mm-hmm. went hard against saying how much they didn't like a comic book character in a movie. I'm like, your energy just is off. Like your energy. Yeah, you're putting it. You're putting your you're putting energy. In the way you need a real around. hobby. You need a hobby. I'm like, geez, man. Like, look, we're all passionate about it, but would I fight yeah. you over it? No. There's a difference, I feel like, between like our level of like fandom and a different level of fandom. And it's like, we feel intense. We feel very strongly. We feel very passionate. And then there's like another like offset that it's like, you need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 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 And God bless those people, man. Cause it's like to have that much hatred on your heart has to be a very heavy burden. Um, but all right, this has been watch party with myself, Tia, Sequoia. Dan was on for a little bit. He didn't make it back on. Uh, yeah. We ended. I, I can see that. <laughs> um, but I'm actually going to have to go through this whole footage. This w- probably won't be up until like Monday. Um, I'm gonna have to go through it. Kanan really hates when we do three hour long episodes. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go through it. But thank every thank you everyone uh when you guys finally do get to see this. We enjoy doing this. Let us know if you want us to do more. Give us a movie, we'll do it. Um don't for anyone out there, don't pick the Irishman, don't pick Godfather, don't oh, pick no. that are three oh, hours. No, 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 uh, this movie here was only two hours and it's been three hours, so don't give us more reason to talk longer than we need to. Uh, Don't pick Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I'm actually going to pick Batman versus Superman our next movie. No. Look, I did Suicide Squad for you. I did it for you. I started this off with you. Think you want to do what? What, what, what do you want to do, um, Jerron? Batman v Superman. Oh. That was my homework. <laughs> that was my homework before, so... I already watched that, so I'm 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 down. That was good to me. Tia, you have no say. None. All right. Um, thank you. Tia, what do you want to do? Anything but that. 
anything but that. I'll be here for the scoop scenes. That's all. <laughs> all right. Um, this was a great episode. Uh, I hope we get to do a lot more. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Um, Tia, cool. Dan, if you can even hear me, Dan. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, until next time. Peace.